UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by the Wishbone Tavern on Del High Avenue. Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. Jake Sweeney Auto at jakesweeney.com. And La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111 to order now. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for this Lions game. From Schuler Field in Cincinnati, Ohio, good afternoon everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. We have got college football action for you today on the corner of Delhi Avenue at Mount St. Joseph University. It is Alumni and Homecoming Day here for the Lions, and they are going to be entertaining the Manchester Spartans. The Spartans come in with a record of 2-3 and three overall. They are 2-1 and one in the Heartland Conference, just a game behind the Lions, who stand alone in first place in the conference, at least by a half a game, starting today over Franklin and Hanover, who are each 2-0. and The Lions are 3-0 and in the Heartland Conference, and they are 4-1 and overall in the season. The only blemish on their record this year was to Moorhead State in Week 2. It is an absolutely beautiful day for football today, and everybody better enjoy it, because from what we understand, the weather forecast is going to turn for the worse next week when Franklin comes to town and the temperatures could be down as low as 40 maybe even into the 30s next Saturday this is an important two games for the Lions they have had their last two games on the road and those were not easy ones it may look from the record like they were Earlham has lost 47 consecutive ball games but that's a game that the Lions had to keep their focus and they ended up winning at 59-2. to And then last week they went to Bluffton. Bluffton has always been a bugaboo for the Lions. And all you've got to do is look to last year to see that one-point loss. And that really put a damper on things for the Lions the rest of the conference season. But nonetheless, the Lions went into Bluffton last week. Wasn't a pretty effort, but they managed to get things done as they ended up winning that ball game 21 21- to seven. It was not a very Chayton Tomlin-esque performance, but the Lions followed their junior running back, Michael Williamson, who played outstanding in the ballgame. He's going to get the start today because of a couple of injuries to the Lions on the field. Of course, you know, Grayson Roberts did not play last week. He is not going to play this week either. Cooper Earls, who was tossed out of the ballgame last week, will be into the ballgame this week. He will be back and hopefully he will be able to stay in the ball game. And uh, the Lions have also lost the services of Colby Newman, their freshman running back out of Texas. Newman was banged up after last week's game, and they're basically going to try to keep him out of the lineup today, and especially the way Williamson ran last week. Uh, I don't think they've got a problem with keeping Newman out of the ball game this week. The Lions, well, both these teams want to focus on both of them right now. As we said, they've, they're coming in off of wins, but two totally different wins. The Lions beating Bluffton last week by 14. But Manchester annihilated Earlham last week, 69 to nothing, handing the Quakers 
their 47th consecutive loss overall in the last four years. Mount St. Joseph holds a 17-5 lead all-time against Manchester with the Spartans' most recent victory occurring at their home field in 2015. They have had a lot of close games over the years between these two ball clubs. Half of the previous eight decisions have been decided by 14 points or less. Last year was not the case. The Lions ended up winning it on Saturday afternoon, September 23rd, over in Manchester, 31-14. to Manchester bounced on top at the end of one quarter, 14-7, to but the Lions didn't allow a point after that. It was on the way to evening their season and conference record on the year. Offensively, the Lions were led by Nuke Presswood, who carried the ball 12 times for 121 yards and a TD. He also added a 38-yard touchdown cast from Tomlin who threw another two touchdown passes later to D.J. Martin. Defensively, Mount St. Joseph was led by Tyler Hanna, who picked off two passes on the day to go along with four tackles. Nose tackle Connor McCracken also had a big day. He had two sacks on the afternoon. Last week, it was not just a story of the offense's inability to really get anything going, but the defense was the main story for the Lions last week. They forced Bluffton into five turnovers in the ballgame, including two interceptions and a fumble in their own end zone. Chayton Tomlin, who I said was off just a little bit early in the ballgame, he still finished, completing 25 of 39 passes for 254 yards and three touchdowns to lead the Lions offense. But last week, if you heard on Lions Rewind earlier today, it was the first game of the year that the Lions have been held scoreless in the first quarter. First game all year that they've been held scoreless in the first quarter, and Bluffton did it. They were tied up at nothing-nothing at the end of one last week. Tom Leno on the year, he's now got 23 touchdown passes, two interceptions. He threw one last week. With Grayson Roberts out, the Lions went to the running game. Michael Williamson ran for 115 yards on the afternoon on 16 carries. The receiving core had Chase Pankey leading the way with seven catches. A.J. Glines caught five. Nick Murphy grabbed four. Paul Miner came through in a big effort last week. He had three catches from his tight end position. This is going to be the first of two very important games for Mount St. Joseph. This week against Manchester, they are in actually third place. If you look at everything, the way the buys are considered, they are in second place, just a game behind the Lions here in the Heartland Conference. But Manchester is starting out with two games on the road over the next two weeks and as we said a win for them today would be colossal but a loss would all but end up their hopes of a conference title they are being led by junior running back Donovan Henderson he's out of Hollywood Florida he's had four successive 100 yard plus games he's first in the conference in rushing with 142 yards per game and scoring from rushing with 10 touchdowns on the year Justin Thomas out of Lowell, Indiana, is a linebacker. He is tied for third in the conference in sacks with four this year. Manchester last week rattled off 63 points in the second through fourth quarters to roar past Earlham College 69 to nothing. They had a full house crowd of 2,000 there last week. Nate Jensen is their head coach. He's the 15th head coach in Manchester University history. He was named to that position on January 15, 2016. He turned in a 6-4 and four record last year, marking the fourth outright winning season since 1997. Last year, the Spartans were again 6-4. and four. Mount St. Joe, of course, they're led by their second-year head coach, Tyler Hopperton, 
who has got a career record of 10 wins against five defeats. Well, it was Hall of Fame week for Mount St. Joseph. We'll talk about the three inductees, also go over the Heartland Conference, and what's happening in top 25 college football. We're about 23 minutes away from the kickoff today, and we'll have a couple of interviews for you coming up here on the pregame show when we continue right after this timeout. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com, Mount St. Joseph University, and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute by minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Well, we talked about how important the next couple of weeks are for the Lions. Of course, they've got Manchester this week. Manchester looking to tie the Lions atop the Heartland Conference. And then next week comes another second-place foe in the Franklin Grizzlies. They are 2-0 and on the season. Boy, did they eke out a win last week against Rose Hallman. Rose Hallman was within 25 seconds of winning that game a week ago over Franklin. Franklin ended up scoring a late touchdown to win it by three, 42-39. Elsewhere in the Heartland Conference last week, it was Hanover over Anderson, 55-8. And Manchester, as we said, blanked Earlham, 69-0. The Lions beat Bluffton 21-7 in their ballgame. Defiance had the week off. Now, elsewhere in the conference this week, going on around the schedule. Let's take a look at what's happening in the Heartland Conference for this week. All games are going to start at 1.30 today. Those games are going to get started at 1.30. And these games are going to include Bluffton at Rose Holman. Franklin is going to be going to Defiance. And Earlham will be at Hanover. Anderson is going to have the day off today. So the Ravens will have the day off. Of course, that game is going to be coming up later on down the road for the Lions when they take on Anderson. Top 25 college football today at noon. Some games got underway, and right now on the scoreboard, Alabama is just hammering Arkansas. Number one Alabama at Arkansas. Texas is playing at number seven Oklahoma. Kansas goes to number nine West Virginia. Maryland will be at 15th ranked Michigan. Northwestern goes to 20th ranked Michigan State and Boston College will be at 23rd ranked North Carolina State. Cincinnati is leading their ball game also this afternoon. That game got underway at noon. They are leading three to nothing. Now in 3:30 games today, well, you've got a couple of them. Indiana will be at third ranked Ohio State. That's going to be a tough one for the Buckeyes coming off of that uh, win last week, just a last second victory over Penn State. So they're going to need to pick up the pick up the pace if they hope to continue to win in the Big Ten. They're going to need better they're going to need better performances out of everybody if they hope to win 
uh, this afternoon against Indiana. Elsewhere, number four, Clemson, will be at Wake Forest. These are 330 games. Fifth-ranked LSU goes to 22nd-ranked Florida. Florida State will be at 17th-ranked Miami. Iowa State goes to 25th-ranked Oklahoma State. Arizona State is at 21st-ranked Colorado. And tonight, SMU will be at 12th-ranked UCF. Kentucky goes to Texas. Kentucky's ranked 13th this week. Texas A&M is who they're going to be playing. Vanderbilt will be at 2nd-ranked Georgia. Auburn will be at Mississippi State. 10th-ranked Washington is at UCLA. Nebraska at 16th-ranked Wisconsin. Number 6, Notre Dame, will host number 24, Virginia Tech. And later on tonight, Utah will be at 14th-ranked Stanford. While we've got an opportunity, let's take a look at the Heartland Conference standings. Right now, coming into this afternoon's ball games, Mount St. Joseph is on top of it with a record of 3-0. and They're all alone in first place. Their overall record is 4-1. and Now, Franklin has got a 2-0 and mark, and so does Hanover. But Franklin is a 3-1 and overall, Hanover 2-2. Two and two. But because their buys were earlier this year, they are a half a game behind the Lions in second place. Then comes Manchester at 2-1. and one. So technically they're in third place with a 2-3 and three overall record. Then Anderson and Bluffton, along with Rose Holman, are each 1-2, and two, and they are all 1-4 and four overall. Defiance is 0-2, and, and Earlham is 0-3 on the year. Defiance also 0-4, Earlham 0-5. Coming up at halftime this afternoon, we've got a treat for you. It should be very entertaining. Pat Coleman and Keith McMillan on their D3 podcast on D3.com, talking about Division Three football. They're going to be talking about the top conferences in the nation. They're also going to interview six-year Marietta head football coach Andy Waddell. That's coming up at halftime. But according to the top 25 Division Three football rankings this week, Mount Union, of course, staying number one. They're four and zero. Mary Harden Baker, or Baylor, excuse me, they stay at number two at four and zero. Then comes St. Thomas, Brockport, and Frostburg State are the top five. Now other schools in the top twenty-five out of the state of Ohio, John Carroll is at number eleven. Then comes Washington and Jefferson. Now I know they're out of Pennsylvania, but they're only twenty miles from the state of Ohio, so I included them. They're five and zero. Trying. They are only 20 miles out of the state of Ohio also, just to the the west of it in Angola, Indiana. They are at number 15, and Wittenberg is at number 16. They are 4-0 and on the season. Had some scheduling conflicts this week with head football coach Tyler Hopperton, so we were unable to interview him today. But we've got the next best thing. Offensive coordinator Caleb Carrill is going to join us coming up in our third segment of the pregame show, and he's going to talk about the offense last week and things that have to be done in order to win the game this afternoon against Manchester. We'll do that, preview the Manchester Spartans, and talk about the three individuals that were put into the Mount St. Joseph Hall of Fame earlier this week when we come back after this. Label me. You know you want to. Don't be shy. You do it behind my back. Say it to my face. You don't know me. You know what I am? I'm a pitcher. I'm a striker. I'm a point guard. I'm a linebacker. I'm a setter. Shortstop. High jumper. Wrestler. Defender. Goalie. Student. Student athletes. That's who we are. Think of the MCAA as a marching band. We wouldn't stop with half-time. We'd be full-time. 
Celebrating student-athletes in everything they do. Okay, so don't think of us as a marching band. Think of us as a spirit squad. Well, just know we're always there for student-athletes. Well, three individuals were inducted into the Mount St. Joseph Hall of Fame earlier this week, and they were very deserving. Rob Paff, Andy Wellendorf, and Jason Rausch were all inducted into the Mount St. Joseph University Hall of Fame. Congratulations to them, and down the road we hope to get a chance to talk to all three. Wind kind of kicking up here at Schuler Field. We're about 15 minutes before game time here at the university, and of course a lot of things happening today with the fact that it is homecoming. Boy, were there a lot of tailgating parties going on out in the parking lot. It took a little longer to get up here to the press box than it normally does during a regular season game just because of all the tailgating that was going on outside. They had a lot of tents with alumni interaction happening. Dr. Williams, of course, had some things going on out, out in the parking lot. It was quite entertaining and just the smell of the barbecue that was going on down there in the parking lot today uh, was quite appetizing to say the least and hopefully it'll continue on after the ball game so we can get out there and say hello to some people but nonetheless today's ball game we got to feature that we got to get to what we are here for which is manchester taking on mount st joseph university in a heartland conference football game our next broadcast game coming up on friday night that will have Roger Bacon at Carroll. Boy, Roger Bacon played an excellent game last night as they ended up defeating McNicholas by a final score of 41-27. to The Spartans will be at Carroll next week up in Dayton, and we will have it for you beginning at 6 o'clock with the pregame show, 7 o'clock with the kickoff next Friday night. And then Franklin comes to town on Saturday afternoon. The Grizzlies against Mount St. Joseph University. Of course, as always, the kickoff will be at 1.30 here from Schuler Field, and it promises to be a good one, especially if the Lions can get past this ball game this afternoon. Boy, that'll set up a lot happening next week on the Heartland Conference schedule, and we're going to keep a very close eye on what's happening with Franklin. The Grizzlies should be able to get through Defiance this afternoon and pull out a victory, even though it's on the road at Yellow Jacket Stadium up in northwest Ohio. But elsewhere around the conference, as we told you earlier this afternoon, Bluffton is going to be playing at Rose-Holman, and Earlham will be at Hanover. Anderson has got the day off today. Manchester 2-3 and three on the year heading into this one. They are 2-1 and one in the Heartland Conference. At home, they're 2-0. and oh. On the road, they are 0-3 oh under head coach Nate Jensen in his third year. He's got a career record of 14-11 and 11 with the Spartans. Last year, or last week I should say, they had their biggest win ever under Jensen, 69-0 over the Quakers of Earlham. The Spartans right now are sitting one game behind the Lions in the Heartland standings. The Lions are 3-0, and and Manchester is at 2-1. and So a win today would be colossally important to the Spartans and a loss would all but end their hopes for a conference title. But unlike the Lions, the Spartans are starting a two-week road trip today. Last week, they completely overwhelmed the Quakers and come in on a roll. Nate Jensen, in his third year, as we said, marking back-to-back six and four seasons, trying to improve upon that. Those 69 points, 
that the Spartans put up against Earlham last week was the second largest margin of victory in the program's history and hitting 60 points or more for the first time since 2016. Junior running back Donovan Henderson rushed for three scores for the third time in four weeks and posted a 100-yard-plus effort for the fourth straight contest. He's also leading the conference in rushing yardage, so the Lions are going to key on him today. By the way, he also leads the conference in rushing touchdowns with 10. Henderson has 709 yards rushing this year. Quarterback Bryce Tomasi out of Mishawaka, Indiana, He's another first-year standout. He rushed for one score, threw for another. Tomasi on the season, he's thrown nine touchdown passes this year, but he's also equaled that with nine interceptions. Next week, Manchester is going to be at Bluffton. They come into this ballgame averaging 35.6 points per ballgame, and they're giving up 27.8 points per game. That's a differential on the plus side of 7.8, but you know they want to play better defense, especially this afternoon facing the offensive juggernaut that the Lions are. The Lions come in averaging 42.4 points per ball game, giving up 22.6. That's a differential of 19.8 on the year. The Lions on homecoming have a 3-0 and record on the season for the first time since 2014 when they won their first four games, which is en route to a 7-1 and Heartland Conference record. They're a half game up on Hanover and Franklin, who are each 2-0 and and had their bye weeks. And a win today over Manchester makes next week's game with Franklin even that more important. Like we said, we had a scheduling conflict with head coach Tyler Hopperton, so joining us this afternoon on the pregame show is offensive coordinator Caleb Creel. had a chance to talk with him earlier this week. Joining us on this afternoon's pregame show is offensive coordinator Caleb Carell. Caleb, first of all, want to talk to you about last week. We're going to stay mainly on offense this week because that's what you are. All right. I didn't think last week's game was very Chayton Tomlin-esque. How did you feel about it? Yeah, I think it was definitely one of um, his more um, you know casual performances, and then you know uh, I think the change in personnel just through injuries uh, has a slight um, you know factor in that, and I think that uh, you know Bluffton did a nice job scheming. Um, against us and kind of keeping everything underneath and not allowing us to do uh, what we want over top. But uh, the nice thing is, is, is while I feel the same way and have, have really challenged our guys this week about the performance, you know, I think he ended up at, you know, 66%, 250. And uh, for us, that's very um, average. But, you know, for some teams, I think that they would take that on a week-in, week-out basis. So I think it's just, you know, really – Understanding, um, you know, what, what team we're going against and how we're going to have to beat them. But I'd like to see, um, and we, I think we will see, you know, a more focused and, um, you know, um, efficient attack this week as far as what he, what he brings us. Let's talk about the positive and negative of last week. Mm-hmm. First of all, the negative, Grayson Roberts missing the game. Mm-hmm. How much did that affect the offensive performance? Uh, you know, Grayson's first team all league guy. He's got, you know, great ability to stretch the field. Um, it certainly hurts because I think that, you know, while we have a, a really nice receiving core behind him, um, I think you kind of get it shifted to one side of the field or the other now, um, just based on personnel. Um, and I think that, you know, it allows safeties to play a little bit harder on glines and kind of clog the middle up. So I think it definitely hurts because he's so explosive and at any given time you know he can catch something vertically um, but 
you know, I think it's it's you know up to the other guys now to really step up and fill that void in, in some form or fashion. The positive aspect, the offensive line was just outstanding, and you were able to run the ball basically at will. Yeah, I was very, very, very happy with our, our running approach. And, you know, you look at it, you know, uh, Newman had started the game off hot, you know, got banged up, and then, you know, you see a couple other running backs, and then Mike Williamson comes in behind that offensive line. And, you know, a testament to that kid who was probably the third or fourth back subbed in and just really was a workhorse. I think he averaged seven and a half a carry. Um, he's the type of guy that – that performance, while surprising in a sense that you don't know when he'll be in the game, um, not surprising because he's such a worker, he's focused, he watches extra film, um, he's always around the offensive line group and understands their checks, their calls, um, so he knows what he's looking at. And, and then Saturday he just really went out and uh, performed uh, behind that offensive line who was just mashing people. You know, the way Earlham has played over the last few years, that was a tough game mentally. Yeah. Last week was a tough game. Physically, Now you've got a couple of teams in Manchester and Franklin coming up over the next couple of weeks that were expected to compete for the league championship. Where's the focus of the team right now? Yep, I think it's all about, I think we use the Bluffton, um, the Bluffton game as that, that, that focus for us against, hey, this team is physical. They're going to have a really nice scheme. I think it's very similar to this week. They're going to have a, a good defensive scheme. They're going to be physical. Uh, we try to put our focus back on the fundamentals of what we're doing, working on our craft, um, you know, not drinking the Kool-Aid, as I say, and thinking that we've got this whole thing figured out and understanding that, you know, the, the, the top echelon teams in this league are coming up for us. So really putting that focus on this week and getting back out to um, executing on a down-in, down-out um, basis um, so we can um, effectively move the ball, hold on to the ball, and then punch it across when we when we get in the red zone. The Spartans' defense has been to say the least, lackluster this year. But what have you seen on film that you think you might be able to take advantage of? Um, you know, I'm hoping that this week is we, we can find a little more rhythm um, with some of the, the receivers in place of, of Glines. I think it's it's a big week for Panky um, as far as, you know, being able to move them around and put them in the spots that maybe Grayson was in and then, you know, putting them in some, you know, the slot and some other things and finding ways to get him the football, allow him to kind of put his skills on display. Um, you know, I think that um, outside is where we have to win. I think we're really talented, even without Grayson. You know, I think young guys have been uh, waiting for their moment to step up. So it's going to be um, we're going to put that that focus on on the passing game to get us back in rhythm. And then obviously we 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 want to run the football just because uh, it gives us balance and then um, it allows us to really um, initiate the physicality of the game. So being able to to run it again when they give us the run and then. Uh, when we catch them in, in things that are favorable to us, it, hitting that vertical ball and opening things up for us. The offensive line, Caleb, I mean, when you look at this, it has gotten better and better as the year has gone on. Is it just the fact that they're starting to understand each other better? Uh, veterans, you know, Brad and Cole uh, have played a lot of football. They're the one that makes all the checks. Um, and then we have some talented guys um, in Kaiser and Kavanaugh. Um, Alfie and Trimble, you know, we have a lot of size this year that we haven't had, uh, at least since I've been here. And they got a darn good coach. You know, um, Coach Good does a heck of a job. He's very detail oriented. Uh, he works on, um, the fundamentals of 
you know, offensive line play every day. He understands what he sees when he watches film, um, and I think that that goes a long way into preparing them. Um, and then throughout the week of practice, just making sure that they understand um, all the different looks and things when it comes to making checks that are favorable for us. I want to ask you one more question about the loss of Grayson Roberts. When you look at that, it's going to move Paul Miner up, it moves Nick Murphy up, and it moves Cooper Earls up. If you can, explain what that situation does for those three. Yeah, so speaking of Paul and Murphy, I thought those two did a great job last week in their expanded roles. Um, Paul is a guy, obviously, he has a size. Uh, he's a heck of a kid when it comes to how, how his focus and how he works in practice, and the same goes for Murphy. Um, Earls has a little bit of that explosive tendency that, that Grayson kind of shows without you know maybe the size that Grayson has, but... It's exciting for those guys because they are all talented. Um, you know, they are, they're all younger guys. They're sophomores. Um, but they're, they're guys that have really worked on their craft that have kind of been in that secondary role, um, that now we're, we're asking them to be, uh, more on the, the, the front end of things. But, you know, it, it stinks without Grayson because it makes it kind of easy sometimes to call plays. But with these guys, you know, they understand the schemes. They understand what we're trying to do. We can move them all around. They understand all four or five positions at the, the skill spots. So it's really nice when you have guys, you know, who as sophomores understand completely the scheme and are guys that will work and practice to improve. Um, so I have no doubt that uh, in the next couple of weeks we're going to see some of these guys really start to step up and, and produce, uh, maybe not in ways that Grayson did, but um, collectively I think we can get to that same production number that we've gotten from Grayson. Good luck today. Thank you, sir. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We are ready for college football action on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It is just a gorgeous homecoming Saturday, and the Lions are going to be entertaining the Manchester Spartans in a game that is pivotal to which direction these two teams are going to go in as far as the Heartland Conference is concerned. The Lions are on top of the conference right now with a 3-0 and record. They are a half a game in front of Franklin and Hanover, who are each at 2-0. and And then come the Manchester Spartans. They are 2-1 and and a full game behind the Lions in the Heartland Conference. The captains are out of midfield for the coin toss here on this homecoming weekend and boy I'll tell you what the fans have come out in droves this afternoon we talked about the tailgating parties that were going on out on the 
parking lots and in the yards and everything, and it was just an outstanding morning to be here on the corner of Delhi Avenue at Mount St. Joseph University. So Mount St. Joseph won the coin toss, but they have deferred to the second half, I believe that's what he said. And let's see what what it is. And Yes, Manchester is going to be receiving. So the Mount won the coin toss, deferred to the second half, so they will be kicking off here to start this afternoon's ball game. The Lions are adorned in their dark blue tops with white bottoms, white numerals, gold trim, and white helmets with the gold trim on top. Meanwhile, for Manchester, they're in their all-white uniforms. They've got gold numerals and some black trim with the black helmets. So when you've got gold numerals on white uniforms, it makes it extremely tough for a play-by-play man this high up to see the numbers and identify who has got everybody. But we're going to effort through it here this afternoon and bring this afternoon's contest to you. This one is going to be a good one. You've got a freshman quarterback in Bryce Tomasi who's thrown nine touchdown passes, nine interceptions, so he's going to get the first shot at the Lions defense this afternoon. And the leading rusher in the conference heading in here is Donovan Henderson. He's got 709 yards rushing on the season so far throughout Manchester's first five ball games. So getting it teed up and ready to kick it off for the Lions is going to be Jerry Porter. The Lions will be going from right to left across your computer screen. And the kickoff is a high, deep end-over-end kick that is going to go into the end zone and through the end of the end zone for a touchback. Manchester will start it out this ball game at their own 25-yard line. They have got that freshman quarterback, Bryce Tomasi, 6'1", 190-pounder. He's number 10. He'll have right behind him Donovan Henderson, number 21, a 5'7", junior, 202 pounds. Across the front line, Orion Wolford, a freshman. P.J. Smith, a sophomore at the left guard at center, is Brady Nyland. Connor Bettis is a sophomore at right guard. And Melvin Jackson is the right tackle for the Spartans. As we get the receivers coming out wide to the left-hand side is going to be Harrington Greer, a freshman also, 180 pounds. They run the pistol formation. Henderson to the left of Tomasi. Henderson's going to get the handoff. He's going to spin it across the 25, out to the 26-yard line for a gain of four. Lions right there, Corey Harden, set to pick up the tackle on that play, and along with Julius Fisher. They run a tight end set, the Spartans do. They also send receivers out wide. And heading out wide to the left-hand side is Alex Downard. And coming out wide to the right-hand side is Harrington Greer. They've got a wing formation. Now handoff to Henderson. Henderson's going to be hit behind the line, but spins forward. Breaks a couple of tackles across the 30, right up the middle to about the 32-yard line. It's a gain of four on that carry. And it brings up third down and two yards to go for a Spartan first down. And they're doing exactly what we thought they would do. And that is basically just run the football and try to run it right down the Lions' throats here this afternoon. They're going to try to control the football and keep the Lions' offense off the field. Henderson to the right of Tomasi out of the pistol. 
Tomasi now is going to roll out to the right on third and two. He throws it out into the flat, complete across the 35 to the 39-yard line. That's going to be enough for a Manchester first down. And the catch was made by Tyler Pruitt. Pruitt, a senior, one of the few seniors that they've got out there. And Pruitt picks up the first down on Tomasi's first catch of the afternoon. Surprising that they went ahead and threw it, but that was a pretty safe pass for Tomasi, just rolling out to the right to get away from the pressure. First and ten from the 39-yard line, Manchester in their own territory. Henderson to the left of Tomasi, and the handoff goes to Henderson right up the middle, gets it to the 40, struggles forward to about the 41-yard line, still churning his legs, and the officials finally blow the whistle where he's in between the 41 and 42-yard line. Calling about a gain of three on the carry for Henderson. He's had, in his last four ball games, touchdowns in each of the last four. He has just been outstanding for this Spartan squad. And they have relied upon him all year long to continue along their their way towards trying to win this Heartland Conference Championship. Tomasi's going to throw it out into the right flat, and it is complete on the play on the right side to Greer. And Greer is going to be driven out of bounds by Tyler Hanna. So a gain of about five on the catch out to the 46-yard line. Brings up third down and about three yards to go on the play. Nice play defensively by the Lions. Boy, Hanna came up and covered that immediately. Going out wide to the left-hand side now. For Manchester is Harrington, and now moving in motion, Henderson. He gets the fake handoff to Mossy. Good hit, fumbled the football, drops on top of it at the 39, and the first sack of the afternoon is registered by the Lions defense. Logan Bright got his hand in there, and that caused the fumble. Tomasi had to jump on top of it. Lost six on the play, brings up fourth down, nine yards to go, and it'll be punting time for the Spartans. Coming in to punt the ball away is Dylan Nelson. Nelson, number two, he is a 6'1", senior, 175 pounds. Dropping back set to return, Troy Speakman for the Lions. Lions showing an odd front. So is Manchester. They've got an offset front, and now... Graham gets the punt away. Speakman takes it in at the 25. To the 30. Cuts to the near side. 35. He's going to be run out of bounds at the 40-yard line. And that's where the Lions will start out first and 10 in their own territory. At their own 40-yard line. 11-13 left to go in this first quarter of play. Just a beautiful day for football here today. Dave Mitchell with you on UltimateSportsTalk.com. First and ten for the Lions just across their own 40-yard line. Chayton Tomlin with 23 touchdown passes, already the one of the leading passers in the Mount St. Joseph history. He's got Williamson off to the right of him, had 115 yards rushing last week. And Tomlin just drops straight back, throws it out into the flat, complete to A.J. Glines across the 40 to the 44-yard line. Just an easy pass to get Tomlin. Involved in the offense right away by offensive coordinator Caleb Carrill. Brings up second down and seven yards to go out to the 44-yard line. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. 
Receivers out wide on both sides. Glines in the slot right. Now moving in motion to the far side is Panky. Panky gets the shovel pass. He picks up a block by Williamson running out wide, and he's going to be chopped down near the original line of scrimmage, the 41-yard line, or a loss of about three on the play, and it'll bring up third down ten. Paul Miner back into the ballgame now for the Lions. Miner has become a very major part of this offense for the Lions with the loss of Grayson Roberts. He and Cooper Earls and Nick Murphy. Murphy is out wide to the right-hand side. Glines slot left. Williamson to the right of Tomlin on third and ten from the 41. Fake handoff. Tomlin's going to throw it upfield. It is complete to Miner. Miner's got it across midfield to the 48-yard line before he is knocked out of bounds by Manchester. And it's a first down for the Lions on a 13-yard completion to the tight end, Paul Miner. And boy, you got to believe he is looking forward to next week. Now the Lions going to go with hurry up. Panky and Glines out to the left-hand side. Nick Murphy to the right-hand side. Paul Miner lines up tight end right. Williamson on the far hash mark lines up to the left of Tomlin. And the Lions will move Murphy in motion to the near side. Tomlin's going to throw it out to Murphy in the left flat. He takes it across the 48 to the 45, and it will be out of bounds right at the 45-yard line. Tomlin dinking and dunking here this afternoon on the offensive end. And the Lions just continue to move the football up and down the field. Second down, call it seven yards to go for the Lions. Ball right at the 45-yard line in Manchester territory. 9-16 to go in the first quarter. Tomlin high snap, but he brings it down. He's going to go for it all to Panky. He's got it at the 15 to the 10, and he's going to be brought down from behind at the seven-yard line. Boy, what a nice throw. That was Tomlin-esque right there, and Panky... In stride, took it in, and then was tackled from behind inside Manchester's red zone down to the nine-yard line where they'll spot him down first and goal for the Lions. And this is why Manchester wants to run the football as much as they can today, just to keep this Lions defense or offense off the field. Williamson on first and goal from the nine to the right of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. Murphy all the way out to the right side. Glines is slot right, Panky to the left-hand side. Hand off to Williamson, his first carry. He's going to cut it inside the eight and down to the six. Yeah, they might put his knee down at the seven. Gain of a couple for Williamson. And it'll bring up second down goal to go. There's one thing the Lions need to improve on is their red zone rushing game. That's the one thing that offensively they need to try to get better at if they hope to move forward, get through the Heartland Conference and into postseason play. Receivers out wide on both sides, second and goal from the seven. Williamson to the left. Now Tomlin's going to throw the fade to Panky in the left corner of the end zone. He's got it. Is it in? Touchdown! He got one foot down in the left corner of the end zone. And the Lions on the seven-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin. His 24th of the year. And it makes it six to nothing. Spartans on top of it on homecoming Saturday with 7.59 to go in this first quarter. Jerry Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. What a nice couple of passes that Tomlin put right to Pank. Porter puts the extra point up and it's good. 7.59 to go in the first quarter of play. Your score. Now Mount St. Joseph seven. 
and Manchester, nothing. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Jerry Porter on the kickoff drove it right into the end zone, and it was fair caught by Manchester's Austin Roberts. So Manchester, again, will have it first and ten at their own 25. couple of scores from around the Heartland Conference. Franklin beating up on Defiance. Not unexpected there with only four minutes into the ball game, they lead it nine to nothing, and Hanover is beating Earlham two nothing. That's just under ten minutes to go in the first quarter in that one. So Manchester back out onto the field. Tomasi, the quarterback, has got Henderson to the left. Henderson fake handoff. Tomasi's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be hit at the line and drop. Check that. That is not Tomasi. That is Austin Roberts running the Wildcat. Roberts in at quarterback, and he's going to stay in at quarterback. This is a new wrinkle that Manchester is showing. Roberts, normally a wide receiver. He's a six-foot junior, 200-pounder, and he's going to run the offense from the quarterback position to the Wildcat spot. Tomasi is not out there. Normally out of the Wildcat, you'd have the quarterback go wide out, but Tomasi is on the bench. Don't know, maybe he got hurt. Out on the right-hand side is Faulkner. Roberts, the quarterback with Henderson to the left. Fake handoff, and Henderson, or Roberts is going to keep it off the left side and take it out to the 30-yard line. That's a gain of five, and it brings up third down, five yards to go. And let's see if Tomasi comes in now. I don't even see Tomasi across the way on the Manchester bench. He is nowhere near the coaching staff. Tomasi, their freshman quarterback, has been benched for this series at least by Roberts. They send Harrington Greer out wide to the right-hand side. And Downard comes out slot right. Roberts drops back. Now it is Tomasi back into the ballgame. And Tomasi got his pass batted down and incomplete by Logan Bright again. Boy, Bright's got a sack and a batted down pass. The senior out of Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, has played big on the Lions defense in the first half of this first quarter. So it will be punting time for Manchester. For the second time this afternoon, Speakman drops back to return the punt from Dylan Nelson. Nelson will be punting it away from about his own 20-yard line, and Speakman back at about the 34 to collect this one in. Again, they go with that offset line, but Nelson gets it off. It is a low spiral. Speakman, returnable, gets it at the 35 to the 40, cuts it right up the middle to the 45, and out near the 49-yard line. 
in Mount St. Joseph territory with 6.21 left to go in this first quarter. Nice return by Speakman. And the Lions set up shop first and 10 at their own 49-yard line. And is there a flag on the field? Yes, there is. There's a flag down. Tyler Hopperton out on the field, and so are the Lions wanting to know what the call is, and the officials will converse. Appears to be it might uh, be against the Lions. So it is a hold, as you heard the head referee tell us on his crowd mic against the Lions, so they will not have it at the 49. They'll mark it off 10 yards from the, I believe, from the spot of the foul, or where are they going to put it back? Boy, they're marking that thing back all the way to the 34-yard line, and that's where the Lions will set up. Tyler Hopperton, not a happy camper right now with that call from the officials. 6.21 left to go in this first quarter of play. Going to try to talk to a couple of the Hall of Famers that were inducted this week. That's going to be coming up during our broadcast later on, so stick around for that. Now they're going to move it back even farther, all the way back to the 24-yard line. Well, Speakman caught it at the 34, near the 35, and there was nobody around him, so I don't know how the hold was going to happen around the 34-yard line, which would have marked it off 10 yards from the spot. But... That's where they're going to start, first and ten from their own 24-yard line. Tomlin with Williamson to the right. Miner moves in motion on a crawl from the left side to the right side. Handoff to Williamson, fake handoff. They throw it deep to Pakey at the 50. He's got one man to beat to the 30, 25, 20. Cuts to the near side. He's going to be brought down. He fumbled the football, but the officials are going to say, I believe the back judge is coming in. They're going to say he was down at the 20-yard line. Now there's no... No signal. The back judge came in blowing his whistle. Now the officials are going to confer, and let's see what the call is going to be. Boy, what a nice pass out to Chase Panky, and it will stay with the Lions. They'll say Panky was down on the play, and that is definitely not going to make Nate Jensen happy across the way. 58 yards on the completion for Chase Tomlin. And the Lions have it first and goal, or first and ten, at the 18-yard line of the Spartans. Nate Jensen still out on the field as the officials are huddled around the football, talking it over. Now they're going to break up the huddle, and the field judge is going to come over and explain to Nate Jensen what the call was. And Nate Jensen just rolls his eyes, tips his head back, and walks away with no comment, at least to the official. Until he got to the sideline, and then I think he let loose with some expletives. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. They look over to the sideline for the call. Nick Murphy out to the left-hand side. Out wide right is Bradley. Handoff, fake handoff to Williamson. Now they throw it to Williamson in the flat to the 15 to the 10. Cuts inside, now back outside, and he'll take it in for the score. Boy, what a nice move by Michael Williamson, who is all of a sudden over the last two weeks becoming a key part of this offense for the Lions. Williamson with an 18-yard touchdown reception, and the Lions now lead it 13 to nothing with 5:55 to go in the first quarter. The Lions have so many offensive weapons that they can use. 
it is hard to defend against each and every one of them. Porter will attempt the extra point. Hold is down, kick is up, and he drills it right through. 5.55 to go in the first quarter. It's now 14-0 Mount St. Joseph. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. It's Save Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new compass for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Lions on top of it with 5.55 to go in period number one. 14 to nothing. Porter will kick it off from right to left. Back set to return is Austin Roberts and Charles Stefanik. And the kick is going to go through the end zone again and out for a touchback. Porter really booming the football today. So Manchester will start out. Chayton Tomlin is as perfect as perfect can be. Seven for seven so far in the ballgame. 136 yards, two touchdown passes. Michael Williamson, just a couple of yards rushing, but he just brought in that touchdown pass from 18 yards out. Chase Thankey, three catches on the afternoon for 111 yards. And a touchdown catch. The Lions lead it 14 to nothing with 5.55 remaining and Tomasi back out of quarterback. Fake handoff to Henderson. He's going to roll out to the right, throw it up on the left hand side and he overthrew everybody incomplete. He had one man out there in the flat. That was Zane Yon. But he overthrew him by about 15 yards. Wind kicking up. It's blowing from the home side of the field across to the visiting side here at Schuler Field. Flags at the top of the goal post. Just kind of dangling there right now, so it appears just to be a low wind gust that was coming through. Receivers out wide on both sides for Manchester. Tomasi throws it out into the right flat, and it's incomplete to Zacharias Prishna, a freshman wide receiver, 5'10", 175 pounds. And that'll bring up Third down, 10 yards to go for the Spartans' first down. They have totally gone away from the running game after their first drive. They picked up a couple of first downs from Henderson, and for some reason, Nate Jensen has just gone away from it on the last two possessions. But now it's third down and 10. They move a man in motion to the near side. Tomasi on the draw, hands it off to Henderson across the 30 to the 33-yard line. He's going to be shy of the first down by a couple of yards on the gain of eight. And the Spartans will bring in the punting unit and kick it away. So the defense holds for the Lions, and it has been a great defense over the last couple of weeks, giving up just seven points a week ago. Two bluffed and had no points two weeks ago at Earlham. It was the safety that was the points that were scored by the Quakers. Speakman back at his own 32. Get the punt from Dylan Nelson. Good snap. Nelson right foots it away. High knuckleball. 
Speakman's going to take it in at his 34, and he's going to be hit immediately and dropped for no gain on the return. Boy, one thing about Speakman, he just hates to fair catch a punt. And that time he didn't and immediately paid the price for it. So Tomlin, as we said, 7 for 7 on the afternoon, comes in to lead the Lions offense up 14 to nothing with 4.58 left to go in the first quarter. Erlum and Hanover. Hanover a 2 nothing lead. And with 11 minutes to go in the first quarter, Franklin up 9 nothing on Defiance. Franklin coming here next week. Tomlin with Williamson to the left of him, out of the pistol. Tomlin is going to throw it out to Williamson in the flat on the left-hand side. Across the 30 to the 35. Struggles forward, keeps his legs moving, and finally is brought down at the 39-yard line for a 7-yard gain. Brings up second down, three yards to go. Tomlin, just a little swing pass out on the left-hand side. Panky, slot left. Glines goes out wide to the right-hand side. Now Williamson moves in motion to the far side and it leaves an empty backfield. Throw across the middle, incomplete to A.J. Glines. A.J. just tried to turn up the field before he caught that football, and it fell incomplete. First incompletion of the afternoon for Chayton Tomlin. Into the ball game for the Lions now is Jaron Tunstall. Williamson will leave. He gets a break. Also in at the wide receiver spot is Trayon Taylor. Taylor out wide to the left. Lions. Out of the shotgun with receivers split out wide on both sides. Trips to the far side. Tomlin takes the snap on second and five. He's going to roll out to the left now. Now he's going to pump fake. He's going to cut it across the 40 as he just tucks it under and runs. Gets it out to the 42-yard line. He's going to be about a yard shy of a first down. I think Chayton may have not realized where the first down marker was and ended up running out of bounds about a yard shy. He wanted to go for it. Actually, the down marker across the way says it was second down. Now it says third down. Now they switch it to fourth down, so it will be punting time for the Lions. So Jerry Porter will come in to punt the football away. He's been outstanding this year, 39 yards per punt. And back set to return is Charles Stefanik. Good snap to Porter. He gets a high, booming spiral. Stefanik's going to let it hit inside the 15. It'll take a Mount St. Joseph bounce and go out of bounds at about the 10-yard line. That's a 48-yard boomer by Jerry Porter. And it'll pin Mount Saint, or pin Manchester back at their own 10-yard line. What a great punt by Jerry Porter. Lions lead it 14-0, 3.43 remaining to go. In this first quarter of action, score updates. Franklin now on top of Defiance 14 to 7 and Hanover beating Earlham 16 to 3 in Heartland Conference play here this afternoon. Tomasi 2 of 5 passing for 11 yards back into the lineup. Nope, that's Roberts at the quarterback spot. They hand it off to Henderson. Henderson around the left-hand side and he's going to be stacked up and brought down right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Boy, the Lions' front four of Kandra, Harden, Taylor, and Bright. And you might as well 
throw into the mix. A couple of other guys because they have just been outstanding over the last few weeks. Roberts still at quarterback. He's got Henderson to the right of him out of the pistol. And it's going to be a handoff to Henderson behind the right guard. He's going to take it out to the 11-yard line. So a gain of a yard, and it brings up third down, nine yards to go. And now Tomasi's going to come back in. That's a tough position to put a freshman quarterback in. You take him out for the first two plays of a drive, run the football, and then bring him in on third and eight when the defense is all keyed up for a pass. That is a tough situation for a freshman quarterback. But Tomasi back out there. Roberts is out. Henderson is going to line up to the left of the freshman quarterback. They've got trips out to the far side. Nobody here on the near side. And Tomasi is going to roll out to the left-hand side. And he's going to flip a pass out incomplete. Threw it in between two receivers and couldn't find either one of them. One was short. The other one was long. And it's punting time now for the Spartans again on fourth down, eight yards to go, 2.20 remaining in this first quarter. Another three and out for the Spartans. And again, i got to be honest, I'm not quite sure what the Spartans' offensive coordinator staff is thinking with playing Roberts the first couple of plays and then bringing in your freshman quarterback who's been there all year long. Nelson will kick it away from his own goal line. Speakman back. Near the 45 to return this punt. Good snap. Nelson gets a high spiral near side that Speakman's going to take in at the 45-yard line. And he steps out of bounds. Well, they'll say he took it in at about the 49 before he stepped out of bounds. 2.12 left to go in the first quarter of play. It is 14 to nothing. Lions on top of it. We're going to take a short break. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, while you're away, Chayton Tomlin took it up the left-hand side. And he picked up big yardage from the 49-yard line all the way down to the 30-yard line in Manchester territory for a gain of 21 on the carry for Chayton. He doesn't do that often, but when he does, it's successful. And now Tomlin's going to leave the ball game, and Derek Williamson is in. They're going to look at Tomlin over on the sideline, and the Lions are going to bring in their freshman quarterback, Derek Williamson. This is the first meaningful playing time that Williamson has had for the Lions. And he comes in, number 15, the freshman. He's going to hand it off to Williamson. Williamson, Michael, takes it across the 25 to the 20. 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Boy, Derek Williamson to Michael Williamson. You got the doo-dubs. And they go for a TD. And with a minute 30 to go in the first... It is now 20 to nothing. Lions on top of it. And now we've got to wonder what the situation was with Chayton Tomlin. I don't even see him down on the sideline, but Derek Williamson came in, one hand off, and Michael Williamson took it in for the score from 30 yards out. Good snap 
Ball is down. Kick is up. Kick is good. A minute 30 to go in the first quarter. Lions lead it by three touchdowns. Now it's the Lions 21 and Manchester nothing. A ways back, Buddy LaRosa had a problem. He couldn't find tomatoes sweet enough for his family recipe pizza sauce. No tomatoes, no sauce. No sauce? Are you kidding? So, Buddy trekked to California and tasted tomatoes until he struck red gold. Bingo! Dad really went the extra mile to save our sauce. Try 3,000. A lot's changed, but going to great lengths for our 40 menu items? That never will. Good is never good enough. That's what makes us La Rosa's. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Well, Michael Williamson with the big touchdown run for the Lions, giving them the lead 21 to nothing. Williamson now has got two carries, 32 yards, and a TD. He was completely efficient last week, too. 16 carries, 115 yards. 21-0, Lions lead it with a minute and a half to go in the first quarter of play. Back set to return for Manchester is Stefanik, but he has not had to do anything, and Porter again booms it deep, and it will go through the back of the end zone and onto the track. So for the fourth consecutive time, Manchester is going to start first and ten at their own 25-yard line. Boy, Porter is booming it today. So Manchester starts out first and 10 at their own 25, and let's see who they've got at the quarterback position, if it'll be Tomasi or Roberts, and it will be Tomasi. They bring Tomasi out to the near side, and Woods now moves in motion closer to the line of scrimmage. they got receivers out wide on both sides. They're going to throw it out to Woods. Intercepted by Speakman, and he's gone. 10-5, touchdown. Speakman saw that coming a mile away. And he intercepted it and took it in untouched for the score. And the Lions have blown it open here in the first quarter. A minute 22 to go. It is 27-0. On the third place team in the Heartland Conference. Franklin, are you watching? First touchdown interception return for Troy Speakman this year. Jerry Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Boy, the Lions have come out here focused today. Porter puts it up, and it's through. 1.22 remaining to go in the first quarter of play. It is 28-0. Lions on top of it. And I'm looking down on the sideline trying to See if I can catch a glimpse of where Chayton Tomlin is. As we said, he left a few minutes ago, just left the ball game after running it on a scramble. There's Tomlin. He's got his helmet in hand, and he's walking along the sideline, and I think he's okay. But Derek Williamson came in, just one play, handed it off to Michael Williamson, and he ran it in from 30 yards out for the score, and then Manchester got it back, very first play. Troy Speakman jumped the route. And ran it in 25 yards for a touchdown. So the Lions lead it 28 to nothing. And Jerry Porter, now the officials, want the kicking football. Evidently the ball that Porter brought with him. Now the officials are going to compare the footballs. And 
Okay, which one, Jerry, do you want to go ahead and kick the football off with? And now they decide and throw the other one over to the track. So Porter will kick this one off. And he, as we said, has been booming it all day long. Every kickoff he has had has gone straight through the end of the end zone. Boy, what a performance in front of the hometown crowd here on Delhi. Porter now approaches the football and back set to return Stefanik, and it's another high end over end kick. This one's short, and Stefanik's going to take it in at his goal line, right up the middle to the 10, 15, 20, and he's going to be brought down. No, spins away to the 30. He's got some room to the 40, 45, breaks the tackle, then cuts it to the 40. He's got a caravan, and he's going to take it all the way for the score. Stefanik just ran it in. A check that. That is not Stefanik. That, yes, it is Stefanik. Number 15, they've got him 5 on one and 15 on the other, but Stefanik is going to take it in 100 yards for a touchdown. They had him bottled up at about the 40, but he spun away from a couple of tackles and took it in for the score, and that makes it 28-6. to So just when Manchester needed a lift, they got it. Cody Graham, a sophomore, 180-pounder, comes in. He's going to... Attempt the extra point. The holder is Alex Downard, and the kick is up by Graham, and it is good. So a minute for the only blemish on the first quarter so far by the Lions has been a 100-yard kickoff return. By Charles Stefanik. Stefanik, a freshman from Van Wert Crestview High School. He is a 5'9", 130-pounder. He's actually set up as a DB, but he runs back kickoffs. And, boy, he did a nice job of breaking tackles there. Took it 100 yards for the score. Minute four to go in this first quarter. And the Lions lead it 28-7. to And now this will be the first kickoff of the afternoon by Manchester. It'll be Cody Graham that will tee it up and kick it off. Back set to return for the Lions will be Troy Speakman and Aurelius Walters. Walters 29, Speakman 18. Walters on the near side and Speakman will go to the far side. Ohio State hosting Indiana this afternoon. That game will kick off at 3.30. Elsewhere, games going on right now. Michigan beating Maryland 10-7. Texas upsetting Oklahoma 31-17 in the third quarter. Alabama destroying Arkansas 41-14. Northwestern upsetting Michigan State 14-6. And West Virginia up by a touchdown over Kansas 21-14. Kicking it off is Graham. It's a sidewind kick that Speakman's going to take in at his 14. Cuts it from the far side to the near side to the near hash mark to the 20-25. And he's brought down from behind. And a flag is thrown from deep in the secondary by one of the back judges up around the 32-yard line, and I'm not sure if maybe we've got a face mask on the tackle or what, but Speakman was tackled at about the 32-yard line, and the official came in and put the flag right down where he was tackled at. And it's going to be a block in the back called against the Lions. So the block in the back will... Set them back a few yards. That's another blemish the Lions have had here in the first quarter. Had a couple of penalties 
on kick returns. 28-7 with a minute to go. The Lions will start it out, and Chayton Tomlin is back into the ballgame. Chayton comes back into the contest after stepping out for a play. Probably saw what Derek Williamson did and decided, maybe I better get back in there. <laughs> Tomlin with Michael Williamson to the right of him. Drops straight back on first and ten. Throws it out to the right flat. It is complete and in and out of the hands then of Panky. Panky looks down at his hands, can't believe that he dropped that pass. He was near a first down marker and couldn't bring it in. Now Cooper Earls is going to check into the ball game, and Panky will leave. Cooper would probably not like me saying this, but he got kicked out of last week's ball game. He's back in playing today. And the Lions need him and Paul Miner, along with Nick Murphy, to really take up the slack for Grayson Roberts, who's out for today and maybe out for the year. Murphy, or excuse me, Earl's in motion to the near side, handoff to Michael Williamson. Williamson cuts it right up the middle behind right tackle, and he'll take it out to the 25-yard line as the clock continues to run, 40 seconds to go in the first quarter. Gain of four on the carry for Williamson, and it brings up third down, six yards to go. Earl's out of the ball game now for the Lions, and back in Trayon Taylor. Paul Miner is out, also Nick Murphy in. Taylor goes out wide to the right, trips to the near side. Murphy stays in. He, They've got the stack situation in the slot between Murphy and Glines. Glines standing behind him, and then Murphy is out, or excuse me, Earls is out wide left. Taylor, Tomlin drops straight back, now steps up into the pocket, rolls out to the left. He's going to tuck it under. He's got room for the first down to the 30, 31, 32. He's got the first down for the Lions on the pickup of seven on the carry. And he stepped out of bounds with two seconds to go in this first quarter of play. Tomlin saw the opening and picked up the first down on his own. And that'll end the first quarter of play. We've played one from Schuler Field. Your score, it's Mount St. Joseph, the Lions 28, and the Manchester Spartans 7. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. This is why we love sports. It's in the way they play, free from the pressures and all the money talk. Playing for simply the love of the game, where everyone has a shot at their definition of success on and off the field. This is what we love about sports and what we can still love about college sports. Dave Mitchell back at Schuler Field here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Lions leading it as we enter the second quarter of play, 28-7. to And Mount St. Joseph will be going from left to right across your computer screen now to open up this second quarter of play. The Hall of Famers being introduced to the crowd here this afternoon. We hope to have a couple of them here coming up in the second half of action. Halftime got a great show for you on the D3 podcast, talking about the best conferences in the nation. Handoff on the first play of the second quarter goes to Michael Williamson. He takes it right up the middle across the 40, out to the 42. 
That'll be a gain of seven on the carry for Michael Williamson, who has done a great job at that running back position. Brings up second down three, and now Tomlin can go deep into the playbook if he wants to. Hanover leading Earlham 29 to 10. Franklin 14 to 7 over Defiance. Game that just began a few moments ago. Eight minutes left in the first quarter. Bluffton over Rose Holman 7 to nothing. Second down, call it a long two yards to go for the Lions. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Manchester showing blitz. Now they back off of it. Tomlin's going to throw the ball deep up the left-hand side. He's got Panky. Panky goes up and almost came down with a monumentally spectacular catch. And then he came down on his back. And I think he got him, knocked the wind out of his sails. All of us have done that when we've gone up high and came down and landed right on the small of our back and knocked the wind out of our lungs. And I think that's what Panky's going to have to do is just catch his breath down there on the far side. Boy, the ball was thrown just a little bit short. The wind kicked up at the last second. You can see the flags at the top of the goalpost now blowing into the face of the Lions. And that ball hung just a little bit. Panky adjusted for it, came back. Tried to catch it over the top of the DB and then landed on his back. Tyler Hopperton out there looking things over. That's just the second incompletion of the day. And now Panky is up, and he'll go off under his own power. I, I believe that's all he did was just knock the wind out of him. Looking at a couple of scores around the nation. Again, Michigan leading Maryland 10-7. to Texas... Oklahoma's coming back against the Longhorns, 31-24 in the third. Alabama up big over Arkansas, 48-14. Michigan State coming back against Northwestern. Boy, Northwestern can get close, but they can't find the winning ingredients. They're up right now by two over Michigan State, 14-12. And North Carolina State beating Boston College, 21-3. So the Lions have the football. Evidently there was a penalty called, and the Lions moved down to the 43-yard line. First and 10 now for the Lions after that penalty. So now they've got first and 10 in Manchester territory. Manchester is showing blitz, and they're going to get caught offside. Hand off to Williamson right up the middle to the 40, inside the 35, down to the 32-yard line. He's got a gain of 11 and a first down, and the Lions caught Manchester in a blitz. And they were offsides. They jumped the snap count. So it basically was a free play for the Lions. But the officials are going to confirm, make sure nobody on the offensive line moved. And now we will get the call from the referee. And it will be offsides against Manchester. And the Lions will decline it, of course, after that 11-yard gain by Michael Williamson. Williamson. Another great afternoon with a touchdown run. Four carries, 44 yards. Long of 30. That was the touchdown run. So they'll take it down at the 32-yard line after the gain of 11 by Williamson. 14 minutes to go in the half. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. You've got Cooper Earls out wide right. Nick Murphy wide left. Now Murphy started in motion to the near side. And... Now sets back up. Now he'll move in motion after the Lions set. Dropping back Tomlin on first and ten. He's going to get out of the pocket as it collapses. Cuts it up the middle to the far side to the 30. And he'll be brought down at the 27-yard line for a gain of five. Chayton's doing a lot more running this afternoon. He 
having a tough time seeing upfield, evidently, any receivers that break open. So if Manchester is going to play that two-deep zone, then Tomlin's going to take advantage of it and run the football. 13-10 left to go in the first half. Tomlin, 8 of 11, 155 yards, and two touchdown passes so far today. Second down, call it six yards to go from the Manchester 28-yard line. Again, the Spartans showing blitz. And here they come, dropping back Tomlin. Lions pick it up. Tomlin steps up, throws it into the right corner of the end zone, incomplete. Tried to go to Paul Miner, and Miner could not get separated from the outside linebacker who had him picked up on defense there, Connor Shervin. And it'll bring up third down and six for the Lions. Now Nick Murphy will come back in. Panky and Miner will leave the contest. Now heading out wide to the left-hand side will be Murph. And Caleb Carrill wants to use a timeout as evidently the substitutions were just not getting set. 12.46 left to go in the first half. Your score from Schuler Field, Mount St. Joseph 28 and Manchester 7. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, after that timeout, the Lions come out on third down and six yards to go from the 28 of Manchester. Tomlin has got Williamson off to the left-hand side. Now Williamson gets out of the backfield, and Tomlin's going to keep himself right up the middle. He's got the first down across the 25 to the 20, and he'll be brought down at the 18-yard line. Brilliant play call by either Tomlin or Carell, and boy, that thing opened up, and Tomlin ran it for the first down. Lions have it now in the red zone, down to the 18-yard line, first and 10. 12-23 and running left to go in this first half. At halftime, Pat Coleman and Keith McMillan on our halftime show, their D3 podcast, looking at the top conferences in the nation, and they interview Marietta Pioneers head football coach Andy Waddell. That's coming up at halftime. Tomlin drops back on first and ten. Now rolls out to the left out of the pocket. Looks into the end zone. He's going to throw it against his body. He's got a receiver in the end zone. Is he in? And it is touchdown! Blinds caught it in the left side of the end zone. Got both feet down and then fell out of bounds. And the official on the sideline signaled it good for the score. And the Lions lead it 34-7. to Boy, you're not going to find any more talented receivers than the Lions have, and especially A.J. Glines. 11.55 to go in this first half, 
and the Lions erase that 100-yard touchdown run, and they get back out on top of it, 34-7. Porter into a kick, the extra point. It's up and good. There's an official timeout on the field. 11.55 to go in the first half. It's Mount St. Joseph, 35, and Manchester, 7. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family, order a combo for yourself, eat garden style, or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together, and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. So the Lions on another touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin, his third of the afternoon. Now lead it with 11.55 left to go in this first half, 35-7. to Tomlin, 9 of 13 on the afternoon for 173 yards. Michael Williamson, 5 carries today, 55 yards. Tomlin has also done it with his legs. He's got 5 carries for 47 yards in the first half. Porter will kick it off. And Stefanik, who ran it back 100 yards the last time he touched it, it's going to be a high, short kick. He'll take it in at his 7. Right up the middle, Stefanik cuts it to the near side to the 20, 25, and he's going to be wrapped up and brought down immediately that time by Mitch Menzel. Menzel comes in and makes the tackle, number 10. And Manchester will have it first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. So... For them, it's been feast or famine. If they run it back, they get it at the 25. If they let it go through the end zone, they get it at the 25. But boy, the last time they touched it, prior to that, they ran it 100 yards for the score. And that's where we stand right now, 35-7, to 11.46 left to go. Tomasi, handoff. He's going to keep it up the middle on the fake handoff, and he takes it out across the 30. Well, that's going to be Austin Roberts. Roberts carried the football out of the Wildcat and it brings up after a five yard gain second and five I really don't understand the offensive philosophy of Manchester right now they are flip flopping quarterbacks but it's first and second with Roberts and then third down for the freshman Tomasi and you just can't put a freshman in that kind of position Roberts with Henderson to his right on second and five. Handoff. Now Roberts gives it off to Henderson, and Henderson will take it across the 30 out to the 32. He'll pick up about a yard on the play, brings up third down, and Tomasi comes back in. I mean, if you got Dan Marino who's going to play quarterback as a freshman, then maybe, but... Tomasi, the 6'1 freshman... Third down, four yards to go from the 32. He's out of the pistol. He's got Henderson to the right of him. Tomasi's going to roll out to the right, flip it into the flat, and it is complete to Tyler Pruitt, and Pruitt was brought down immediately at the 33, just a gain of a yard, and again, it's fourth down and punting time for the Spartans. Boy, neither Tomasi or Roberts can get any continuity in going. And I just don't understand the philosophy with the quarterback flip-flops, especially first and second, then going to third and long. Nelson will punt it away, and Speakman is back at about his own 30-yard line. 
Nelson punts it away. Flag thrown by the side judge on the snap. So somebody must have moved. And it was too bad because Nelson just got a punt that boomed about 60 yards into the end zone. 10.01 left to go in this first half. And here's the call. Legal procedure called against Manchester, so that will knock them back another five yards. So they'll punt it away instead of from the 33 back to the 28. Next week, Franklin comes to town. Lion Rewind will be at 12.30. We'll be on the air here from Schuler Field at 1.30 with the kickoff. So join us then. So Nelson will tee it up again, and he's going to punt it away. Speakman back at about his own 33 to return this one. Nelson with the wind to his back. And again, the side judge throws the flag, and let's see what he's going to call this time. Same play. And it appears that's what it's going to be. This time, it's another false start against Manchester. So back-to-back false starts by the Spartans. We'll mark them back to the 23-yard line, and they'll punt it away from there. So it's fourth down. Call it 13 yards to go for Manchester. And if I was Nelson, I think I'd just snap this thing as quick as I could before anybody else moves, and he does. And he gets a high end-over-end kick with the wind to his back. It'll hit at the 38 and bounce out of bounds right there. And that's going to be about a 40-yard punt for Nelson as they mark it at the 36-yard line. Be a 31-yard punt, excuse me. And it'll be marked down right at the 36, just shy of the 37-yard line. First and 10 for the Lions. Williamson looking for his second consecutive 100-yard game. In the backfield to the left of Tomlin. He's got 55 yards rushing today. Trips out to the far side for the Lions. Ball in the far hash mark. Tomlin takes the snap. Hand off to Williamson. Off right tackle. And he's going to take it up to the 38-yard line. Gain of about two on the carry for Michael. Brings up second down. Two yards to go for a Lion first down. 9-16 left to go. Time of possession really dominated by the Lions in that first quarter. 11 minutes to 6 so far in this ballgame. 9.03 remaining in the first half. Tomlin looks over the defense. He's got two receivers out left and now the left tackle for the Lions. You can tell he lost track of the count and moved. And that's Isaiah Trimble. Or no, excuse me. Yes, Isaiah Trimble. Gets hit with the false start penalty. First penalty of the afternoon against the Lions, by the way. 8.52 left to go in the first half. Dave Mitchell here at Schuler Field. Lions lead it 35-7. to In a couple hours, the Indians will be getting ready to go against Houston. They lost yesterday. They need a win today in Houston. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin throws the bubble screen out on the right-hand side to Glines. Glines to the 35. Breaks a couple tackles. Lost the football. Fumble on the play. And Manchester has come up with it. Manchester comes up with the fumble recovery from A.J. Glines. 
Michael Cross, a six-foot freshman, stripped it and took it back for the Spartans, and they're going to take it over first and ten at the Mount St. Joseph 43-yard line. First turnover of the afternoon against the Lions, and it comes at an inopportune time in their own territory at the 43. And Roberts is back out of quarterback. Roberts back in for Manchester. Connor McCracken into the ballgame now for the Lions as they're substituting along that front line. Moving in motion is Hunter, and Hunter moves it off to the left-hand side. And it will be a check at that's Woods. Woods on the jet runs it around the left-hand side, and he is brought down after a four-yard gain. And now they'll spot him all the way down to the 38-yard line. So mark it about a six-yard gain. Brings up second and four. Ball at the 37. Woods goes out wide to the right-hand side. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Greer. Now Greer moves in motion to the far side out of the pistol. Roberts is going to keep it himself right up the middle across the 25, 35 to the 30. And he'll put his head down and bowl forward inside the 30 to the 28. Gain of 10 on the carry and a first down. Manchester's got a little momentum going here after the fumble recovery. Now they'll go with their power lineup, Manchester will, as they take Woods out of the ballgame. So the Lions will reciprocate by taking Jonathan Finn out and coming in with an extra DB, or excuse me, defensive lineman. And that is Brad Murphy. Roberts, fake handoff to Henderson. He's going to take it down to the 25 himself right up the middle. So a gain of three for Roberts. And it brings up second down and about seven yards to go. Now Roberts is out of the ball game. And Tomasi is back in. On second down and seven. Tough spot for a freshman to be alternated like this. Greer goes out wide to the right-hand side. Stack wing formation out of the pistol. Tomasi is going to hand it off to Henderson right up the middle. Henderson inside the 25, down to the 22, maybe the 23 before he's stacked up and pushed back. And when they finally mark the football, it'll be <laughs> to the 24. So it'll bring up third down and six ball at the 24 of Mount St. Joseph Woods back into the ball game he goes out wide to the left Greer comes out wide right out of the pistol formation with Henderson Tomasi moves Greer in motion to the far side now Tomasi sets up Greer at slot right now he'll take the snap roll out to the right he's going to throw the football up the right sideline and it is incomplete tried to go to Greer running a stop and go and he just threw it by him, incomplete, fourth down for the Spartans, and Greer is down on the sideline, and he is hurt. Looks like he's grabbing his left wrist. He may have rolled that wrist and rolled on top of it as he was going for that pass. So there's a timeout on the field. When we come back, it'll be third, make a fourth down and six yards to go with 5.47 remaining in this first half of action. Your score from Schuler Field, it is Mount St. Joseph 35 and Manchester 7. 
Sports are a great way for people to stay healthy, but there are risks to pushing the limits of speed, strength, and endurance. A concussion is a serious brain injury that can happen to any athlete in any sport at any time. Learn concussion symptoms and warning signs. Don't hide it. Report it. Take time to recover. By knowing the facts about concussions, you can help athletes of all ages stay healthy. To find out more, go to cdc.gov slash concussion. Franklin right now leading over Defiance with 10 minutes to go in the first half, 14-7. to 7. And Hanover is beating up on Earlham 29 to 10. Rose Holman down by a touchdown to Bluffton 7 to nothing. Greer is up, walked off under his own power. Now on fourth down, six yards to go. Bluffton, or excuse me, Manchester will go for it. Tomasi throws the bubble screen out to the left hand side. The Spart the Lions read it perfectly and stopped the bubble screen. Brought down at the 23 yard line after the reception is the tight end. Yen Zane Yan caught the pass, and he only gained a couple of yards on third, fourth, and six. So on the turnover on downs, the Lions get the football back first and ten at their own 24-yard line. Big defensive play by the Lions. Just outstanding. Taking a look at the top 25 scores, Michigan now up by ten over Maryland, and Texas has extended their lead 38-24 over Oklahoma. Northwestern up by three over Michigan State in the third quarter. Just 15 ticks left to go in that one, 22-19. And Kansas down by two TDs to West Virginia, 28-14. Alabama still beating up on Arkansas, 48-17. And that's at the end of the third quarter of play. Ohio State will be playing Indiana at the Horseshoe this afternoon at 3.30. So the Lions come up to the line of scrimmage as the officials are trying to get the clock set. 5.36 left to go in this first half. Now they do. Michael Williamson back into the ball game. He's to the left of Chayton Tomlin. Lines out wide, or slot left, excuse me, Cooper Earls wide right, and the pass is going to go to Earls on the left-hand side, and he's got it across the 30 out to the 35-yard line. Gain of 11 on the catch and a first down. So a first down for the Lions. Out to the 35-yard line. Earls wide right, Glein slot left. Devin Bradley stays in the ball game. He's out wide left. Williamson behind Tomlin, out of the pistol formation. Tomlin looks over the defense, now drops straight back. He's going to throw it out out on the right-hand side to Paul Miner. Miner across the 40 to the 45. He'll be run out of bounds at the 46-yard line. Another 11-yard reception and another first down for the Lions. 4.58 remaining in this first half of action. Lions looking to put another big score on the board. Bradley out wide left. Line slot left. Earls wide right. Paul Miner lines up tight end right with Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Slaps his hands and takes the snap. Tomlin looks out to the right again. Same play. Went through the hands of Paul Miner incomplete. Actually, that time it was not the same play. I was erroneous. They pushed Cooper Earls on a fly pattern up the right side and brought Paul Miner 
dragging in behind him, and Miner could not collect in the pass. So it'll be second down and 10 yards to go for a Lion first down from their own 47. 4.34 remaining to go in this first half of action. Boy, just a gorgeous day for football today. Maybe the last one we've seen for quite a while. Maybe till spring training. Jayton Tomlin takes the snap. Fake handoff. Looks out to the right. That ball's tipped up in the air and intercepted. And intercepted by Manchester. And they're going to take it all the way in for the score. That was Dylan Nelson, the punter, intercepting the pass. And there just was nobody there. Tomlin dropped back and it was deflected by one of the defensive linemen. Popped in the air. Nelson caught it and ran it in for the score. And that makes it 35 to 13. So the Manchester offense just can't do anything against the Lions defense, but the special teams have done it all. The defense and special teams. And now the officials are going to want to talk it over again and see if maybe the clock situation is right. And let's see what the head referee has to say. And his microphone isn't working. So we're not going to get any kind of explanation from him. Yep, they want 410 put on the game clock. And they will. So there will be four minutes, ten seconds left to go in the first half after that touchdown run by Nelson off the interception. Third one of the year against Tomlin. And the snap is good. Flag down. I think the Lions may have jumped the snap count. Kick was good. And let's see what the flag is. It will be offside against the Lions. That's the preliminary sign. So, Nate Jensen, will he just accept the extra point? You hate to take points off the scoreboard. But it would move it half the distance to the goal. And he's going to talk it over with the official and see... And we do that, so they're going to go ahead offside against the Lions, and it will be declined. 4.10 left to go in this first half of play, and your score now Mount St. Joseph 35 and Manchester 14. Hey, at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. It's safe timber at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Equinox and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Manchester will kick it off, and it'll be taken in by Troy Speakman near the goal line. He cuts it to the far side, to the 15, to the 20, 25. Cuts it again to the far side, across the 35, and brought down at the 36-yard line. Excellent return by Troy Speakman out to the 36-yard line, and the Lions will take control of the football right there. 
Chayton Tomlin, up until that interception, was playing outstanding. Still is. 12 of 17. He's got 197 yards. Three touchdown passes. Michael Williamson. Six carries today, 56 yards. Tomlin now walks out of the field. The one thing Caleb Carell told us a long time ago, the best thing about Tomlin is if he makes a mistake, it just rolls off his back like a duck in the water. Handoff goes to Williamson right off the middle. He takes it out to the 37-yard line for a gain of a yard. Had a big hole, and then it was shut down almost immediately by Connor Shervin and Brandon Dixon. A couple of sophomores and freshmen there. Williamson out of the ballgame, so is Paul Miner. Into the contest for the Lions is Jaron Tunstall, and Nick Murphy goes out wide to the left-hand side. Lions have trips to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark out of the shotgun. Tomlin playing the play clock. 14 down on the play clock. He'll take the snap. Looks to the left-hand side. Steps up in the pocket. Flips it over the middle, and it is incomplete to A.J. Glines. He caught it on a bounce. Or will they say yes? No, he did catch it. They're going to say he got his hands underneath it in Manchester territory at the 46-yard line. What a heck of a catch by A.J. Glines. So a first down for the Lions at the Manchester 46. And the Lions offense continues to roll. Trips out to the near side. You've got Tunstall, Glines in the slot, and Murphy. You've got receivers out to the top side for the Lions. Out of the shotgun, they throw it out into the flat, complete to Tunstall. Tunstall is going to break it across the 45, inside the 45, down to the 42. Be a gain of four for Jaron Tunstall. He's getting a little more playing time now that Grayson Roberts is out of the lineup. He's a 5'4", 160-pounder out of Fishers, Indiana. So it's second down, six yards to go. Michael Williamson back into the ballgame. Trips now go out to the far side. Paul Miner lines up. Now he'll line up out of the trips and go to the tight end left position. Cooper Earls on the right side. Tomlin on second down and six. Hands it off to Williamson right up the middle. Across the 40, inside the 40. Down to the 36-yard line. And he's got the first down after a gain of seven on the carry. Michael Williamson again with another big carry. He's got eight carries. And 65 yards in the ballgame. He's about on par for what he did last week. Minute 45 to go in the first half. Williamson now looks over at Tomlin. He's set up to the right of Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tomlin takes the snap in the pocket. Gets away from the pocket. Now rolls out to the right. He's going to throw the ball deep into the end zone. He's got Miner under through it. And it'll be intercepted by the Spartans. Tomlin threw the ball into the teeth of the wind, and it hung up. Miner could not get back, and it was intercepted by the Manchester Spartans, and it was Javon Gary, a freshman, picking that one off. So the Lions are turned away with a minute 25 to go in this first half. Ahead by 21, 35-14. But if Manchester could take it down the field and score here, they have got to feel good about where they're at at halftime. And let's see who they bring in a quarterback. And it's going to be Roberts. Not for me to question it, but I am. <laughs> so Roberts at quarterback with Henderson to the right of him out of the pistol. 
And Roberts fake handoff, and Roberts is going to get hit at the 19 and dropped right there for a yard loss. Julius Fisher in on that play for the Lions along with Spencer Kandra. Well, looked like a yard loss, but they're going to put him right back at the original line of scrimmage right at the 20. And Manchester, Roberts doesn't know what play call it is. He's looking at the play chart on his wrist. Now has to look back over to the coach, and now we'll break the huddle with 14 on the game clock. 50 seconds to go on the game clock. Receivers out wide on both sides. Roberts, the quarterback with Henderson to the left out of the pistol. And a flag is thrown by the side judge, and it'll be a legal procedure false start called against the Spartans. 40.5 seconds to go in this first half. Lions lead it by 21. Elsewhere around the league, Bluffton still on top of Rose Holman, seven to nothing, and Franklin right now beating Defiance. A little closer game than we thought it was going to be. They are up 21-13 at halftime. Franklin on top, Hanover just destroying Earlham in the second quarter. This is a second quarter score with 3:52 left to go in it. Hanover 50. Earlham, 17. Bluffton and Rose Holman tied with five minutes to go in the second quarter. Tied up at seven. 35 seconds, clock running. Second down, 15 yards to go for Manchester. Roberts at the quarterback spot. Don't forget, coming up at halftime, we'll have our D3 podcast. Henderson to the left, now looks over to the sideline. Clock will start with a half a minute to go. And the handoff will go to Henderson, and Henderson spins to the right. He's going to be get outside the 20, the 15-yard line, out near the 20, maybe down at the 19-yard line is where they'll spot him. Clock's going to continue to run, and for all intents and purposes, I think Manchester is just going to let it run out, and they will. That'll be the end of the first half. Lions will get the football to start the second half of play, but coming up at halftime, our D3 podcast with Pat Coleman and Keith McMillan on the best conferences in Division Three football in the nation and also an interview with Marietta head football coach Andy Waddell. That all coming up at halftime. Your score right now at the end of the first 30 minutes of action. Mount St. Joseph, 35. Manchester, 14. Here from Schuler Field, I'm Dave Mitchell. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Football on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Sport is the common denominator in the world. If there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up. 
take the pledge and rise up against racism. And we'll rise up. I pledge. I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up. Speak up whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up. Get up. Rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. And Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, we're at halftime here at Schuler Field, and your score at the half is 35-14. to Lions on top of it by 21 here this afternoon. Pat Coleman and Keith McMillan run a D3 podcast on college football. And this week, here at halftime, we're going to feature their podcast. They're going to talk about the best conference in the nation as far as Division Three football is concerned and interview six-year Marietta Pioneer head football coach Andy Waddell. We mentioned on Monday's pod that week five was great. We have to think that uh, week six has the potential to be even better. Uh, we kind of teased a little bit at some of the big games. We will talk about uh, a half dozen big games in depth coming up a little bit later on in this podcast. Did not mention, well, Keith mentioned Texas, but we didn't mention that it was Harden-Simmons at Mary Harden-Baylor. That should be a great game. Frostburg State is at Wesley. Mentioned that. UW Oshkosh at UW Whitewater. St. John's at Bethel. RPI at Ithaca. Case Western Reserve at uh, W&J. And those are just the games, you know, involving one or two top 25 teams. That's all. Yeah, and I think there's that amazing cut of games between you know, head-to-head clashes, you know, whether they're like rivalry games, games for control of a conference race, games that basically, even though it's way early, you know, in the case of, say, uh, Harden-Simmons and Mary Harden-Baylor, decide a playoff spot or which team may play at home during the playoffs, and certainly there's a lot of season left, but in, in the case of both of those teams, they look like they're crushing everyone else. But then there are also conferences like the Liberty League and the Centennial Conference where, uh, so many teams are in action and they're right now, you know, three or four teams in the mix. You get one result that goes um, one way and then a, a surprise team could be back in front or it could be a four way tie in the case of the Centennial. So there are some there are really a handful of, of great cut above games. And then there are a bunch of important games and in, in really across the country, all 27 conferences are in the middle of conference play now or at least getting underway. And uh you got those clashes at the top. We may not have the great two-point conversions and overtime finishes that we had back in week five, but certainly week six is setting up to be memorable. Or we certainly could. Speaking of two-point conversions, we'll have a chat in a couple of minutes with Andy Waddle. He's the head coach at Marietta. His team living by the two-point conversion uh, this past Saturday with a win against Ohio Northern. He'll talk about uh, the decision to do that and a bunch of other things, including the gray turf. Yes, that's the one with the gray turf. You should, if, you're, if you can't keep Marietta straight, just think of them that way. 115 games this weekend. Uh, Keith, also this week on the site, uh, Adam Turr put out his list of the 
uh, ranking of the conferences for 2018. We're essentially done with non-conference play, just a couple of games uh, here or there, most of them involving Thomas Moore. No surprise that the Wisconsin Intercollegiate Athletic Conference is number one in his rankings like they have been in every ranking of ours uh, since the initial one in 2002. That was the only time that they were not number one. Uh, they were number two then. Did anything jump off the page and surprise you, Keith, as you were looking through what uh, what Adam put out there today? Yeah, um, it really always gets interesting around number five, six, seven, somewhere around there, especially since Wesley joined the, the NJAC and, and either Salisbury or Frostburg State has always been good. So that really strengthened the NJAC, and, and they, they had at a point fallen down to where they were like in the 10, 12 area. That conference is number six now. The top, the top six are, um, you know, as you might expect, WIAC, Mayak, OAC, American Southwest, number four, CCIW five, six, and Jack. I think those are the pretty strong six. Surprise not to see the Empire eight in the seven hole. Mm-hmm. The, the surprise is the Centennial Conference right there. And certainly because so many teams are off to such a good start this season in, in Muhlenberg or Sinus, Johns Hopkins and Franklin and Marshall, that's part of the reason why those are up there. And then to see the Northwest Conference below the Empire eight and the Centennial at number nine. I thought those, those are pretty shocking. Yeah, I think Centennial is the is the outlier here. It is the highest that the Centennial's ever been ranked at number seven. They were ranked nine in our preseason ranking, and that was the highest that the Centennial had ever been ranked at that point. Um, and that includes years where, you know, now we're ranking 27 conferences, but once upon a time we only ranked 21. Of course, the new conferences are not ones that are power conferences, other than the fact that the Empire 8 kind of formed after we started doing these conference rankings. Keith, I know that... You have done them and did them for many years, and we're not here to second-guess Adam because we could do that in person, or we could have maybe maybe stopped this from happening if we wanted it to, but it's uh, it's his call. Um, and, you know, uh, we've both done we've done conference rankings together. I, I think that's what's interesting about the Centennial is uh, these are typically conferences, once you get into the top seven or the top eight, where you have conferences with teams and sometimes multiple teams who are capable of making deep runs in the playoffs. And the Centennial, that's a part of the, if there were criteria, that would be a part of the criteria that they lack. And now on the D3Football.com Around the Nation podcast, we're joined by Andy Waddle, the sixth-year head coach at Marietta. First of all, uh, Coach, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Absolutely. Excited to uh, get a chance to sell the Marietta brand to all the listeners out there. Well, you know, we chatted before the season, too, uh, you know, basically right before the season started. Is this where you envisioned uh, the program would be right now, four games in at 4-0? Well, certainly where we hoped we would be. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I'm a realist, and, and uh, I realistically uh, saw this as an opportunity, but, you know, knew that we had some tough challenges at the start of the season and, and throughout the season as well. So, but we've we've – Managed to win a couple close games, and, and you know, I think that uh, when you asked our team, we felt like it was possible to be here, yes. You started with a team running the triple option, then you had a complete shift uh, for the game against Capital and a big uh, challenge against Ohio Northern. Not to necessarily go through all of those games, but one of the big keys in two of those four games is the two-point conversion, the one 
at the end of the game in which you guys stuffed capital to uh, win 51-50, and then the one at the end of the game this past Saturday where you guys went for it and beat Ohio Northern 43-42. The, uh, the conventional wisdom, right, is to go for the tie at home and go for the win on the road, so to speak, but uh, you guys went for the win at home, and I want you to uh, kind of talk us through that decision. Well, you know, I mean, I think that every team is a little bit different and, and every situation is a little bit different. And, you know, what's crazy about the, the capital game, um, you know, we thought that we had a stop on the, the two point conversion and we were, uh, we had great pressure on the quarterback. He threw the ball, you know, kind of just up for grabs a little bit and they, uh, had a receiver in the area, but the, the, the pass was, was short. However, we were called for pass interference on a different player. And, um, you know, I think defensive holding, I think, is what we were called for in a different area. And so they moved the ball to the one-yard line, and we had to stop them from the one-yard line to, to win that game. And, um, you know, credit to the to the Capitol football team for the effort that they showed us. And, and uh, man, that was a whale of a football game. Um, but leading into that, we had to – get two two-point conversions to kind of get ourselves in a situation where we took a seven-point lead. And so we managed to do that. They were both successful tries, and and then Cap gets down there and scores with not much time left, and they elected to go for the, for the win rather than the tie. Uh, we were at home, so I guess that's conventional wisdom. Yeah. Um, against Ohio Northern, we had jumped out to, you know, a lead early in the game, and um, – Maybe missed some opportunities to extend that lead, but Northern came, you know, came back and had scored 21 unanswered. Uh, our offense, you know, needed to convert, you know, a, a, a few, two fourth downs on that last drive. And, you know, we just felt like that, uh, you know, the time was right to go and, and get the win. We, you know, we do our breakdowns every week, you know, your your red zone offense versus their defense, your goal line offense versus their defense, and, and your defense versus their their offense. And, you know, we thought that we had a beat on maybe what they were going to do um, down there. We actually had a different play called, uh, and they came out, and they, they, they called timeout. And so we uh, switched to play, and um, we liked the plays that we had you know, in, in, in those scenarios and we managed to, uh, to execute it successfully and, and get the win. Um, you know, somebody asked me why you do it at home and versus on the road. And, you know, I don't know. I think that's some, <laughs> some legendary coach probably said that at some point and it became a thing. But for us, we, we liked the, the play call. We liked the, uh, where we were. And we felt like that gave us the best opportunity to win the game. Yeah, I think rather than home versus road, I think some of the factors that are, are more likely to be considered by coaches are, you know, what is, what's the momentum of the game? You know, how, how gassed is your defense? Have they been on the field a lot? How good's your kicker versus theirs? I think those are pretty important factors in if, if you're thinking about a game that might go to overtime. Absolutely. I mean, overtime really can, can be a kick game, you know, so, uh, you want to make sure that you have the advantage there. And I don't know that, that we had the advantage or disadvantage. I mean, our kicker has been pretty good. Not a huge leg, though. So, you know, you think about if you don't gain a first down, you know, you think about maybe kicking a, you know, a 40-yard field goal, and that's that's a bit of a stretch for us. So, you know, not something that we wanted to be 
in and uh, nobody wants nobody in division three wants to go out there and have to kick 40 yard field goals uh you know in overtime but we just we just felt like that gave us the best opportunity to win and 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 we executed it successfully i mean had had we gone to overtime you know i don't know that we wouldn't have been able to get the win but but certainly you know i feel like that you're in a 50 50 type of scenario and maybe we were were a little better than that maybe we were a little worse off of how we were playing but you guys uh, come off a, a six and four season. You start off four and zero this year, and and nobody overlooks Heidelberg in the OAC. I get that, um, but because this is the opportunity I have to talk to you, I have to ask you about the game at the end of your schedule, Mountain Union. So we know that Mountain Union is not next, right? But uh, what is what do OAC teams need to do to try to compete with them, or at the very least, is there just some intimidation factor of playing those guys that you that sometimes teams get uh, wiped off the map before the game even starts well hey let me say this uh first off <laughs> you know it's great to be off to to a 4-0 start and, and and it's great to be where we are right now we, we wouldn't trade where we are to be in a different position but we've got six really good football teams left on our schedule no six football six football teams that i mean i think you know, if we if we don't come and, and play at a high level, we'll have opportunities to to go out and not make you feel very good about the game that you played. So, you know, we're we're worrying about them all one at a time. We, you know, we have Mount at the the, the tenth game of the season. Um, you know, I think that Mount presents a number of challenges. Obviously, I've never beat those guys. I've never really been in a competitive match with them. So, uh, you know, there's 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 a big challenge there. Um, you know, I think that. Obviously, they're tremendously talented, and I, I don't think that that should be overlooked. Uh, they're very well coached, uh, and you know they they expect to go out and win football games. So all three of those things are things that I think help you go out and be successful. What do you wish for? A nice life, nice things, or do you wish for something more, a sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure, to write code that cracks an unsolvable question, to further our exploration into space, or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready because when you look back you'll see that you didn't just make wishes you realize them It's not how far you can throw the ball. It's not how high you can fly. It's not how fast you can run. Or how many touchdowns you can score that matters. It's really how you play the game that counts. Because the game only lasts four quarters. For a few years. For that moment in time. Good sportsmanship. 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 Last a lifetime. Well, back at halftime here at Schuler Field. Dave Mitchell with you here as the Lions are on top of it here at the half by 21, 35 to 14 over 
Manchester here this afternoon. Chayton Tomlin doing an outstanding job for the Lions, but the Lions offense just moving like a well-oiled machine today. Tomlin, 14 of 21 passing for 218 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. One was returned for a touchdown. Michael Williamson in a starting role today, eight carries, 64 yards. That's Easy math even for me, eight yards a carry. His longest was 30, and he's got a touchdown. Tomlin has also rushed the ball five times for 47 yards in the ballgame. As far as Manchester is concerned, Bryce Tomasi. Uh, Tomasi is four of ten passing, and he's got no touchdowns but an interception. Donovan Henderson, nine rushes today, 26 yards. His four-game streak of 100-yard games is totally in jeopardy this afternoon. Austin Roberts has been coming in alternating a quarterback in a questionable fashion as far as I'm concerned for Manchester. Has six carries, 22 yards on the afternoon. But time of possession is all you got to do is look at that here in the ballgame. The Lions have had the football only 16 minutes in the ballgame. Actually, 16.47. While Manchester has had it five minutes and, or excuse me, 25 minutes and 27 seconds. Now, wait a minute. That does not add up to 30. Sorry. I don't know what the time of possession is as I was looking at that. Turnover-wise, the Lions, boy, they've had a tough time here this afternoon with some fumbles and interceptions. They've turned the football over too many times here today. The Lions have fumbled it once, turned it over, while Manchester has fumbled it once. And as far as interceptions are concerned, the Lions have intercepted, been intercepted twice, and they have intercepted two passes also. But at halftime, your score, 35-14. I'm Dave Mitchell. The second half action is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. This month's St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by Effin' Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar. Jake Sweeney Auto. And La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111. Middle and high schools are now requiring service learning hours. The number of high school students who volunteer nearly doubled the number of college students. In 2004, the percent of college students who volunteer peaked at 31.2%. By 2010, that rate dropped to 26.1%. Once students get to college, many feel like they have too many other obligations and not enough time to volunteer. But these students are missing out on an enriching experience. As a volunteer, you will step out of your comfort zone working in teams with people of all ages and different backgrounds. You will have the chance to increase your social and relationship skills. You will be able to apply what you learned in the classroom to the real world. You will acquire skills that will help build your resume and make you a more competitive job applicant. And best of all, volunteering will create a positive change in your community and make you feel good. So try to balance your time and find a few hours where you can volunteer with one of the many amazing organizations in your community. There is a volunteering opportunity out there for everyone and many resources you can use to find what will best fit you. Well, look around the scoreboard around the Heartland Conference. Rose Holman at halftime leading Bluffton 10-7. to They've come from behind. Franklin opening it up on Defiance. They lead it now 35-13 to with just nine seconds left before the half. And this is a halftime score. At the half, Hanover 57, Earlham 17. 
They have put up a total of 74 total points in that ball game. But Hanover is on top of it, 57-17 to at the half. Just to look at some top 25 college football scores, the noon starts. Michigan by 10 over Maryland, 17-7. to It's Texas over Oklahoma by 14, 45-31. Alabama with just under three minutes to go in the ballgame, easily over Arkansas, 58-24. Northwestern clinging on against Michigan State, 22-19 with 4.08 to go in the ballgame. Kansas down big to West Virginia, 38-14. to And North Carolina State is leading Boston College 28-16 to with nine and a half remaining to go in the third quarter. Manchester is going to kick it off to start out the second half of action here this afternoon. They will be going from right to left across your computer screen. Back set to return for the Lions is Ariel's Walters and Troy Speakman as Steve Radcliffe, the athletic director, pops up here and Says hello. The kickoff by Manchester will be taken in by Speakman. Boy, he has to jump high and catch it at the 5. Cuts it up the near side to the 10, to the 15. And he's going to be bumped out of bounds near the 25-yard line. Good return by Troy Speakman. And the Lions will start first and 10, up by 21 here in the second half of action. Chayton Tomlin, the quarterback. We already told you his stats in the first half where he was 14 of 21, three TDs, two interceptions. One of them was run back for a touchdown. Nick Murphy out wide to the left, line slot left. Cooper Earls out to the near side. Tight end right is Paul Miner. Now he winds up out of wing and Earls goes up on the line of scrimmage. Michael Williamson to the right of Tomlin, a ball in the near hash mark, hand off to Williamson. Williamson cuts to the left, now cuts back to the right. He's going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage and drop for a three-yard loss. Just no place to go on the left side of that line. And Williamson tried to get out of trouble. And the further he went, the further he got in trouble. So it'll bring up second down, call it 13 yards to go for a Lion first down. Ball marked back inside the 23-yard line. We have just begun the second half with a Lion lead of 35-14. to 14. It's been the defense and a 100-yard touchdown return by Manchester. That's been all their points here today. Tomlin drops back on second and 13. He's going to be flushed out of the pocket, and he's going to be dropped back at the 16-yard line for a sack. That'll be the second sack of the afternoon by Manchester's defense. Six-yard loss on the play, and it brings up third down and about 18 yards to go for a first down for the Lions. So to start the second half, the Lions are going in the opposite direction. Third down, 18. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tomlin going to hand it off to Williamson right up the middle. Cuts it up the right side. Now as he backs it out of the middle, takes it out to the 17-yard line, maybe the 18. He'll pick up a couple of yards, and Manchester's defense... Comes out in the second half and holds the Lion offense to three and out. And that's exactly what the doctor ordered for Nate Jensen's crew. So Jerry Porter will come in to punt the football away for the first time today. Back set to return is Stefanik. 
Charles Stefanik, the freshman, 5'9". He's already got a 100-yard kickoff return touchdown. And that punt is partially blocked off of Porter's right foot as Manchester came after it. It's going to hit at the 30 in Mount St. Joseph territory and be bounced out of bounds at the 27-yard line. It's going to be a net of about three yards on the punt for the Lions. And Manchester will get the ball to start out at their... uh, Mount St. Joseph 28. Boy, just a disastrous start for the Lions here in this second half of play. Manchester, they're going to come out with Austin Roberts at quarterback, and they've got Henderson to the left of him, their leading rusher. And they've got a man moving in motion on the jet, and the handoff is going to be given to that man in motion on the jet, Darren Lathrop. Lathrop is immediately going to be hit by Tyler Hanna and Cody Harden and they are going to stop him for a two yard gain brings up second down and eight at the 26 this is a big possession for Manchester they can either get back into the ball game or the momentum that they've built over the first three minutes of this second half could go right down the chute going out wide to the right hand side is Greer slot right is Woods fake handoff. Roberts is going to keep it himself off the left side. Inside the 25 and down to the 20. That'll be a gain of 6 and it brings up 3rd down and about a yard to go for a Manchester first down. They're going to spot him right at the 21 so it brings up 3rd down and call it a long 2. This is normally where they've brought Tomasi back in but on 3rd and short they're going to keep Roberts in the ball game to make the Lions defense guess. Now Roberts is going to go under center. First time he's done that. First time anybody's done that today. Roberts under center. Puts Woods in motion to the near side. He's got Henderson in the I formation. Henderson gets the handoff. He's going to be hit at the line by Fisher. And I don't think he made it. He got stopped right at the 20. Or did they put his forward progress back to the 19? Well, they're not going to give him the first down. He's going to be shy by about a yard. And it brings up fourth down and a yard to go. They need to get down just outside the 18-yard line for a first down. Into the contest now to strengthen the defensive line is Connor McCracken. Greer goes out wide right. Two tight ends set for Manchester out of the pistol. It's Roberts with Henderson to the right. Roberts is going to keep it himself around the right side. Picks up a block, and he's going to pick up the first down. And about another yard, a gain of two on the play for Roberts, and he gets the first down inside the 17-yard line of the Lions. So Manchester goes for it on fourth, and they convert. They've got a new set of downs down to the 17-yard line in the red zone. Roberts still a quarterback. He sends Woods slot left, Greer wide left. On the left-hand side is Pruitt at the wing. Fake handoff, and Roberts is going to throw it out to the wing. He's got it to Pruitt. Pruitt at the 15, and he's going to be brought down near the 11-yard line. And Pruitt is down on the sideline, and let's see if he gets up. Boy, he, he really took a tumble and may have sprained his left ankle when he got caught on the sideline with the tackle. Pruitt lined up in that left-wing formation, and Roberts, his first pass of the day, threw it out into the flat 
to Pruitt. Gained about six yards on the carry down to the 12-yard line. It'll bring up second down and four. And while Pruitt is down on the sideline and hurt, we'll take a timeout. 9.57 left to go in this third quarter. Your score from Schuler Field, Mount St. Joseph 35, Manchester 14. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. And Blake Watson, the Sports Information Director here at Mount St. Joseph, always brings up some goodies at halftime. And we had La Rosa's Pizza today, just to let you know. And it was good. Don't forget to order yours now. 9.57 to go in this third quarter. 35-14, second down. Call it five as Pruitt is up and walking off to the sideline under his own power. Roberts still in the ball game. They have got Yon now at tight end. That's Zane Yon and 5'11 senior. He lines up at the wing. Greer moves in motion to the far side. Roberts is going to run the quarterback keeper. Right up the middle to the 10, to the 5. He's down inside the 10. Lost the football, and the Lions have recovered. Here we go again with the bend but don't break, and the Lions bent but didn't break. And now what? Boy, Roberts definitely coughed up that football, but the officials, are they going to give it to the Lions? No, they're going to say he was down. Oh, wow. They're going to give it back to Manchester at the three-yard line. Boy, questionable call there at best. So it's first and goal for Manchester, and they've got it at the three-yard line of the Lions. After an extremely questionable call. Looked like the Lions had recovered the fumble. Roberts again a quarterback with Henderson right behind him. Hand off to Henderson off left tackle. He's going to take it into the end zone for the score. So the official give it. The official take it away. This time they gave it to them. And it is 35-20. to 20, Manchester on top. With uh, 9.13 to go in this third quarter. 35 to 20, your score. And coming in to attempt the extra point is Graham. Graham puts it up and it's blocked. And going back to jump on top of it is the holder, Alex Downard. But the extra point is no good. It's blocked and the Lions with 9.13 left to go in this third quarter lead it by 15 it's now Mount St. Joseph 35 Manchester 20 Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations writing and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections along with temporary and full time on site safety staffing across the nation Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. 
You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Well, while you're away, Manchester kicked the football off. Cooper Earls caught it at about his one-yard line near the near side. Tried to skirt along the sideline and ended up stepping out of bounds at the four, maybe the five. They'll mark it at the five. So the Lions are deep in their own territory, taking over the football first and ten. It has not gone by the way of the Lions here in this third quarter to start. 9.09 remaining to go, and the Lions lead it by 15. 35 to 20. In the first quarter, you thought it was all over. Tomlin in his own end zone will take the snap. He's got Williamson, and Williamson takes the handoff, and he's going to struggle to get out to the six. Williamson has not run the ball as efficiently as he did in the first half. That Manchester defense has really risen to the occasion. Paul Miner out of the ball game now. And checking into the contest is Devin Bradley. Bradley goes out wide to the left-hand side. Chase Samples out wide right. Receivers split on both sides now. And Williamson to the right of Tomlin out of the shotgun. Tomlin. Looks everything over, now takes the snap on second down and ten, and he really wanted the snap, and now everybody on the offensive line moved. Boy, nothing is going right for the Lions right now. Eight thirteen left to go in this third quarter. And it is 35 to 20. Lions on top of it by 15, but they're just going backwards right now. It has not gone well for the Lions here in this third quarter of play. Tomlin now deeper into his end zone. Slaps his hands, and now he'll take the handoff, give it off to Williamson. Williamson outside the five, and he's out near the nine-yard line for a nice pickup there of about six yards for the junior running back and it'll bring up third down with 742 remaining clock continues to to run and it's out near the 10 yard line bring up third down and about five yards to go for a lion first down Tomlin has got Williamson to the left now slaps his hands. Manchester showing blitz, but they don't come. Now Tomlin right down the middle, throws it over the middle and hit the umpire. Earls wanted the umpire to move, and he didn't. And the ball hit the umpire and bounced off, and Earls will punt the fo- lose it. And now the Lions will punt the football away. So the Lions will punt it. So the Lions are going to punt the football away, and if they ever needed a big punt by Jerry Porter, this would be it. Back set to return near midfield is Stefanik with 7.18 to go in the third. Good snap. Porter is going to get the punt away. High spiral kick, 
that is going to be short, bounce at about the 38-yard line and out of bounds, and that's where Manchester will take over. First and 10 at the Lion, 38. When we come back, 7.09 to go in the third. It's now Mount St. Joseph, 35, Manchester, 20. People just love the quality from effing good chicken tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road in Cincinnati. They use fresh chicken, and it's always hand-breaded with homemade sauces daily. And order the coleslaw. You won't regret it. Ordering out is easy at effing good chicken tenders. Order dinner on Facebook right now or call 451-3000 at effing good chicken tenders. Order up a combo. Feed the family or your sudden drop-in guests. Effing good chicken tenders located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order at 451-3000. Effing good chicken tenders. Real chicken, real fast, real good. Dave Mitchell back here at Schuler Field as Manchester takes over at the Lion 38-yard line. They ran a play, but a flag is down. Joining us now, one of the Hall of Fame inductees up here to talk to us for a little bit, Andy Wallendorf. Andy, thanks for joining us. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here. I want to ask you, what years did you actually play for the Lions? So I came in in 2002, and I played the 2000. I graduated in 06, so my last football season was 05. So uh, I got to be part of the first two conference championship teams that were here. That had to be special for you. Oh, it was great. You know, just being part of a team that accomplished so much and be the first team to do that uh, was great. So hopefully... This team right here is able to kind of go on the same track that we went on. Ask you a question right after this play. Greer goes out wide to the right-hand side. Jan is back into the ball game. Roberts, the quarterback, he's going to keep it right up the middle, and he's going to struggle to get across the 45 and then be thrown back by Julius Fisher and Logan Bright. He'll get out to the 44. Andy, talk about your, your years here at Mount St. Joseph and what was so special to you. Oh, just just all the teammates, all the coaches, you know, just developing those relationships and maintaining them for all of these years, even after uh, being done playing, is so great. Um, you know, I know these guys right now are developing those same relationships, and you can kind of see it, you know, on the field as well, too, how well these guys are playing. That's something that just continues to grow throughout the years, too, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, some of my best friends today are from um, my Mount St. Joe years uh, back in, you know, 05 uh, and 06 when we, when we had those championship seasons. Andy Wallendorf is our guest here. He was inducted into the Mount St. Joseph Hall of Fame earlier this week. There's a timeout on the field with 6.19 to go. We're going to keep it right here and talk with Andy. Andy, during your your years with Mount St. Joseph, who were some of the guys that you you played with and you formed special relationships with throughout the season? Yeah, so I was a wide receiver in those years, and we had a great uh, quarterbacks. Brian Hamrock was the quarterback my junior year when we went 10-0 and in the regular season and our first playoff experience. Um, Rashawn Lewis took over the helm and was a quarterback um, my senior year. But, you know, great friends that I played with, like Rick Weehy was our tight end. We had an unbelievable defense. Eric Johnson, Pat McAtee, Andrew Ackerman. Um, Ty Blair was a cornerback, probably the best player on the team, to be quite honest with you. Um, going against him every day in practice made the game that much easier. Are they, do you stay in touch with all of them throughout the years now? Absolutely. I could get a hold of all those guys, and they all congratulated me. And, uh, and told me a job well done in getting into the Hall of Fame, and, and I really feel like I'm representing those guys uh, as being the inductee this year. I got to ask you one other question when we get done with this play. That timeout is over now. Our guest, Andy Wallendorf, who was elected into the Hall of Fame for Mount St. Joseph earlier this year and was inducted earlier this week. Roberts, now Tomasi back in a quarterback. Tomasi rolls out to the right, looks upfield. He's got a receiver, and it is going to be caught at the 12-yard line. Battles inside the 10, down to the 7-yard line. 
That looked like Woods who caught that pass, and it's now first and goal for Manchester inside the 10 down to the 7. Andy, do you, you ever going to forget what you were doing when you got the phone call that you were inducted? Oh, no, actually, I was. I actually work up at University of Cincinnati now and uh, <laughs> got the call from Steve Radcliffe, who um, I knew very well during my playing days. And actually, I had a couple had a chance to work at the mountain a couple years after I graduated. So we worked together there as well too. So when he gave me the call, uh, you know, it, it was exciting. You know, the first thing I did was call my dad and let him know uh, that I got inducted and. Uh, you know, it was a great great experience and a, uh, something I always cherish. Roberts is going to keep it on first and goal. He's going to take it around the left side to the five, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds at the three by the Lions' defensive secondary. We always call our dads first, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there was, <laughs> I, I said last night when I gave a speech during the uh, induction ceremony that nobody supported me more than my dad. Uh, I mean, it was unbelievable. He was at every practice, every game. We talked about every single play, and, you know, uh, you know, it was just great. And, you know, the unbelievable amount of support that he provided for me uh, is something I'll never forget. So it'll be second down and goal for the Lions at the two-yard line. Roberts has got Henderson to the left of him. Receivers split out on both sides. Woods to the right, Greer to the left. Snap comes to Roberts, right up to Henderson, right up the middle. He struggles in. Is he into the end zone? They're going to mark him. Did they mark him just shy? They did. It's going to be... Nope, now they gave him the touchdown. Was there any signal? Man on the far side evidently gave the signal, so it's a touchdown. Makes it 35-26. Can you stick around a little bit longer, Andy? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Be here. Wanted to ask him a couple more questions after this extra point attempt. So coming in to attempt the extra point is Graham. Graham, the right-footed kicker, making it 35-26, puts it up. And puts it through the uprights, makes it 35-27 with 5.14 left to go in the third quarter. Manchester is right back in this thing, down by eight. Our guest is Andy Wallendorf. Andy, what do you do now? Yeah, so I'm a student advisor up at uh, Linda College of Business at University of Cincinnati. I, you know, uh, consider myself a career coach for uh, students in that area and just, you know, continue to work with, you know, young college students and kind of helping them uh, advance in their careers. Ask you a little bit about this year's team. What do you see about this year's team that maybe resembles what you guys had back in the 90s? Oh, the only thing I can tell you about this year's team is I wish I played in this offense. It is so fun <laughs> to watch. Um, you know, it's high flying, you know, a lot of throwing the ball down the field. Um, it's really exciting to come out and watch them play. So, um, you know, just just how hard they work, you know, and how fast they play. Um, I think when I played, we were more of a defensive team, and, and, you know, we threw the ball when we needed to, and, you know, we pound the rock a little bit, um, and this team kind of lets it air out, and it's fun to watch. Any special thoughts about Mount St. Joseph? Oh, my God. It's just just everybody that I met here. I met my wife here, you know, some of my best friends here, um, you know, and just I love it. It's home to me, you know, so uh, I'm a, you know, born and raised West Sider, going to live here my whole life, and, you know, the mountain really holds a special place. Andy, thanks for joining us. Congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks a lot. Andy Wallendorf, our guest here, one of the new Hall of Fame inductees here at Mount St. Joseph. Our thanks to Blake Watson for bringing him up here and talking to us. Really appreciate the time with him. Troy Speakman ran back that kickoff, took it out to the 27-yard line. Lions are in a dogfight now. It's 5.07 left to go in this third quarter, and they are up by 8, 35-27, and they have not looked good in this third period. 
Tomlin looks out to the left, throws it out on a swing pass to Williamson. Williamson to the 25, to the 30. And he's going to take it across the 35, out to the 36-yard line. That's the way the Lions set up their offense throughout the entire first half, and now they've gotten back to it. A gain of nine on that swing pass. Brings up second down and a short one. Tomlin out of the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. Williamson to the right of Tomlin out of the pistol formation. Tomlin hands it off to Williamson. Williamson's got the first down across the 40 to the 45 right up the middle to the 50-yard line. 15 yards on the carry and another first down for the Lions. 428 and running. Our thanks to Andy Wallendorf for joining us here during our broadcast. And hopefully we'll have someone else come up during the fourth period of play. 35-27, Lions lead it by eight. First down at midfield for the Lions. Tomlin turns around, whispers something to Williamson. And now Tomlin out of the pistol, hands it off to Williamson. Right up the middle, across the 50, down to the 46-yard line. Getting a steady dose of Michael Williamson here in this drive for the Lions. And he has taken it down to the Manchester 46. Williamson now 13 carries, 83 yards. He had 16 carries, 115 last week. So he's fallen off the pace just a tad bit, but not a lot. Second down, six for the Lions at the 46 of Manchester. Tomlin with Williamson to the right, takes the snap. Swing pass out to the near side this time. Williamson gets it off to the 46, and he's going to be dropped right there, and they'll get Cooper Earls for blocking in the back near that run, and then the back judge comes in and throws a flag. So we'll see what the call is out on the field. And it is going to be blocking in the back, called against the Lions. So instead of second down, make it third down and about six yards to go, Nate Jensen for Manchester is going to accept the penalty. And it will take it back inside the Lions' own territory to the 46-yard line and bring up second down and about 15 yards to go. Ball back at the 44-yard line. Boy, the Lions have done nothing here in this third quarter but shoot themselves in the foot. Receivers out wide on both sides. Glines to the near side. Bradley is out wide to the left-hand side. We haven't seen a lot of Panky since the first quarter of play. Tomlin is going to take the snap. Hand off to Williamson around the right side. He got hit in the face mask. No call right in front of the official, and no call was made. And he picked up a couple of yards, and he'll bring up third down and about 13 yards to go. Well, about 16 yards to go. Going to mark him down at the 43. Boy, he got grabbed in the face mask on the run, and that slowed him up. So Tomlin now is going to move Murphy in motion to the near side. Tomlin takes the snap, drops straight back, looks up the middle, now runs out of the pocket. He's going to keep it himself, tuck it under. He's not going to be able to get the first down. Takes it across the 45, out to the 47. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he got smacked five yards out of bounds, and no flag. Tomlin got taken down over on the Manchester side, five yards outside the line, the 
out-of-bounds line, and no penalty was thrown. So it brings up fourth and 13 with 2.15 to go. And it's punting time for the Lions. Jerry Porter sees that the Lions don't have enough players on the field, so they signal in Logan Bright. He comes in, and Porter gets the punt away, and it'll be taken in by the receiver, Stefanik, at the 15-yard line with a minute 59 left to go. In the third quarter, Mount St. Joseph on top of it, 35-27. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Well, Manchester hands it off to Woods around the far side on the jet, and Woods... Takes it across the 17 to the 18-yard line. About a gain of a yard. And it'll bring up second down. And you call it eight yards to go for a Manchester first down. They have clawed their way back into this thing. Down by eight with a minute and a half. Left to go in the third quarter as the wind picks up again. Whipping to the back of Manchester. Roberts, the quarterback, and he's going to... Drop back off the fake handoff. Now he's going to tuck it under, running around the right side, and he's going to be brought down by Julius Fisher at the 19-yard line. So a gain of a yard for Roberts brings up third down seven. And Tomasi comes back into the ballgame. One minute exactly to go in this third quarter. If you just joined us, Manchester's been running Roberts most of the time on first and second down, and they bring in Tomasi on third down. Tomasi now looks at the sideline, and they had too many men in the huddle, and now one of them has to run off, and it'll be a penalty called against Manchester for too many men in the huddle. Legal substitution. Manchester had Darren Lathrop in the huddle, and then Lathrop, they saw they had 12 men in the huddle, and after... Being in the huddle thousands of times with 11 guys, you kind of notice when there's a 12th guy sticking his nose in there, and that's what happened with Manchester. And Lathrop tried to sneak off the sideline, but he couldn't do it. End of the ball game at the receiver position. Cody Mason from Mount Blanchard, Ohio, dropping back to Massey. Good protection. He throws it over the middle, complete across the 30, out to the 35-yard line. Another good catch by the tight end for Manchester coming off of the right-hand side. And that is Charlie Peterson, a freshman from Indianapolis. Peterson with his first catch of the day. Tomasi finally gets a completion. He didn't have one since the first quarter. Greer comes out to the left. Woods is wide right. Woods now moving in motion to the near side and the handoff goes to Henderson Henderson's going to be tripped up right at the line but dives forward for a couple Kandra Henderson 
gets the tackle or gets the two-yard gain. It'll bring up second down, seven yards to go. But that's the end of the third quarter of play from Schuler Field. Your score on UltimateSportsTalk.com is Mount St. Joseph 35. Manchester 27. It's Save Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new Cherokee for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, as they always do here at Schuler Field, entering the fourth quarter, Neil Diamond with Sweet Caroline. Dave Mitchell back here at Schuler Field. Lions clinging right now to a 35-27 lead. It has been all Manchester in that third quarter of play. Lions now defensively facing a second down, seven yards to go. Greer in motion to the near side. Tomasi is going to throw it out to Greer. Greer is going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage and dropped at the 37. Loss of four on the play. And it will bring up third down. And about 11 yards to go for a first down for Manchester. Pruitt's out of the ball game. Now let's see who's a quarterback. Did they leave Tomasi in? Yes. Greer goes out wide to the left-hand side. Wide to the right is Claverius Marshall. He's number 16. Dropping back Tomasi. Tomasi sidearms it on a screen pass, and it's incomplete. Tried to get the ball to Henderson on the screen, but it was well covered by Kandra. And the Lions defense to the joy of this crowd at Schuler Field now leaves the field and forces Manchester into a punting situation. Just 47 seconds into the fourth quarter. Nelson will punt the football away. Speakman back at about his own 25-yard line to return the punt. Good snap and... He'll get the punt away. It's a knuckleball that's going to hit in Mount St. Joseph territory at the 35-yard line, and that's where they'll down it. With 14.04 remaining to go in the ballgame, your score. Mount St. Joseph 35, Manchester 27. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Michael Williamson gets the handoff to start this drive for the Lions. Takes it straight up the middle from the 35 out to the 39. 
for a gain of four on the play. Trayon Taylor comes out wide to the left-hand side for the Lions. Nick Murphy goes slot right at the wing situation is A.J. Glines, and out wide to the right-hand side is Bradley. Tomlin with Williamson off to the right-hand side, drops straight back, looks to his right, now looks to his left, throws over the middle, and it is incomplete. He had Taylor and Glines there. I'm not sure which one he was throwing to, but it went in between the two of them and fell incomplete. And it's going to be third down and six yards to go for the Lions from their own 39-yard line. It has been all Manchester since we kicked this one off in the second half. Lions are just trying to hang on to the lead and win this one heading into the Franklin game next week. Tomlin on third and six with Williamson to his left. Receiver split up wide on both sides. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws over the middle to Glines and it is almost intercepted. Boy, right now you could see what the loss of Grayson Roberts has done to the Lions offense here in this third quarter. Incomplete, fourth down six, and Jerry Porter will come in and punt the football away with the wind to his back. 13-16 left to go, and the offense for the Lions has just grown stagnant here in the second half, and Porter needs a boomer here. Stefanik, who's got a 100-yard kickoff return for a touchdown earlier in the game, back set to return at his own 20. Porter gets a high, nice punt away. And Stefanik is going to take a fair catch at the 23-yard line. Boy, what a nice punt by Jerry Porter right when the Lions needed it the most. Manchester is going to take it over first down and 10 yards to go at their own 23-yard line. And it's going to be Austin Roberts running the signal calling duties for Manchester. They're going to have two receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Greer into the ball game. Henderson, their leading rusher, who really has not done a lot today. 14 carries, 39 yards in the backfield next to Roberts. Moving in motion is Woods, and the handoff goes off. Now Roberts keeps it on the fake, excuse me. And he takes it right behind the left guard out to the 25-yard line for a gain of two. Roberts has carried the ball 12 times for 45 yards. Henderson, we told you, 14 carries, 39 yards. That's been the extent of their running game today. Their passing game has been almost non-existent. They're eight combined for 15 between Tomasi and Roberts. No touchdown passes, one interception. Now the Lions doing some substituting. McCracken's going to come in at the nose guard position since Manchester had substituted. The Lions were allowed to do so also. Roberts now under center on second down eight. He's going to hand it off out of the straight eye formation to Henderson. Henderson will take it across the 25 to the 26 and brings up third down seven. Lions have mainly just depended upon their defense here in the second half, but the defense has come ready to play. And they're right now hanging on to an eight-point lead with 12 minutes exactly left to go in the ball game here from Schuler Field on homecoming afternoon. Tomasi in a quarterback now again on third down and long. He's going to drop straight back. Heavy rush, throws it over the middle, and it is intercepted and then taken away from Speakman 
by the intended receiver, and it is a completed pass, but it might be shy of the first down. Oh, boy. Speakman had that. He almost did the same thing that he did in the second quarter. Catch was made by Austin Coughlin, but he's going to end up about a yard shy, maybe a yard and a half shy of the first down. Speakman had it, but Coughlin took it away from him. Now Manchester is going to go for it. It's fourth and a yard. Manchester, fourth and a yard, deep in their own territory. They've got Roberts under Tomasi under center. Big play. Tomasi's going to keep it. He spins forward on the quarterback keeper. And let's see where the mark is. It's all going to depend upon the spot. Speakman comes out of the scrum saying the Lions have held. The officials are going to take a timeout. Now, I saw our first measurement in high school football last night. We haven't seen a measurement in college football this year. We may see one here. It's all going to depend upon the spot and the eyesight of the official. As they are really eyeing this thing over. Tomasi kept it right behind his center, and they're going to bring the sticks in. Believe it or not, this is the first measurement we have seen this year. And they're going to bring the sticks in to measure this one. Boy, has this got a lot of importance on this spot. From where it looks, from up here, he may be about a half a football shy. We cannot see. Lions are in front of us along with the official. We're just going to have to rely upon the officials to tell us. The Lions are saying they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Lions hold and take the football over at their own, at the Manchester 33-yard line. Nate Jensen rolled the dice, went to Vegas, and crapped out. Lions will take it over. First and ten at the Manchester 33. Great play by the Lions defense to stop the quarterback keeper by Tomasi. So it's first and ten for the Lions, 10.50 to go in this ball game. Lions leading it by eight. Now maybe Mr. Moe is going to switch over to the Lions side. We'll see. Trips out to the near side. Bradley, along with Murphy and Glines here on the near side. Out wide right, Cooper Earls. Chayton Tomlin looking over to Caleb Carell, the offensive coordinator to get the play on first and ten. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Hand off to Tomlin. Up the middle. Skirts to the 30. Cuts it to the left-hand side and gets down to the 26. Gain of seven on the play for Williamson as he creeps ever closer to that 100-yard rushing mark today. Second down. Call it a long three yards to go for the Lions. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Clock continues to run. Ten and a half to go in the game. Murphy out wide to the left. Earls and Glines wide to the right. Tomlin taking his time. Now slaps his hands and gets the snap from center. Fake handoff. Throws it into the corner of the end zone. He's got a receiver. That's Earls. Did he catch it? Incomplete. Could not come up with a football out of bounds. So the incompletion brings up second down three yards to go. Now Derek Williamson is coming into the ball game. For Chayton Tomlin. Williamson, who came in and handed the football off in the second quarter to Michael Williamson. So you got the Dub Brothers in the backfield. 
this is an unusual change for the Lions to take Tomlin out in the middle of a series. It's third down, three yards to go. Trips out to the left-hand side on third and three from the 26. Williamson's going to keep it himself right up the middle. Inside the 25, down to the 24-yard line. He's going to come up about a yard shy of the first down. Lions will bring up a fourth down and a yard to go. And Paul Miner's going to come back into the ball game along with Chayton Tomlin, and Williamson will leave. So Tomlin back in, fourth down, a yard to go. Michael Williamson stays into the ballgame. Murphy wide left, line slot left. Cooper Earls is wide right, and Paul Miner is at the wing on the right-hand side, basically a tight end position, just off the line of scrimmage. Tomlin hands off to Williamson. He's going to pick up the first down inside the 20 to the 15, puts his head down, a struggle to the 14. Nice run by Michael Williamson. That'll put him over 100 for the afternoon. He's got 11 on that carry and a first down for the Lions. 9.20 and running left to go in the ballgame. Lions with a big drive here. They could use another TD to just kind of ice this thing away. First and 10 from the 15 of Manchester. Tomlin, looks like he may be calling an audible at the line of scrimmages. Williamson now shifts over to the right-hand side. Paul Miner, wing left, receivers out wide on both sides. Tomlin rolls it out to the right, pitches it out to Williamson. A lot of green, 10, 5, dives to the corner of the end zone, spins into the end zone as the end. Touchdown! Michael Williamson looked like an audible by Chayton Tomlin. Takes it in from 15 yards out on the pitch out. And the Lions now lead at 41-27 with 8.47 rough to go in the ballgame. Boy, I don't know if that was an audible or if Carell called it from the sideline. Whatever it was, it was the right call because Williamson was untouched down to the two. Porter will attempt the extra point. Wright puts it up, and it is good. 8.47 to go in the ballgame. It's now Mount St. Joseph 42, Manchester 27. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds, and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Michael Williamson with the touchdown just prior to the break. 42-27 Lions, Porter to kick it off. And he's going to line drive it right through the back of the end zone and through the back of the end zone. Williamson is second consecutive. 100-yard gain. He has 19 carries today, 120 yards, besting his week a year ago. He's got two touchdowns this afternoon. Chayton Tomlin, 15 for 26, 
218 yards, three TDs, two interceptions. Lions really needed that touchdown. And it all came due to a fourth down lack of conversion. Roberts now going from left to right, hands it off to Henderson around the left-hand side. Henderson tripped up at the line, but dives forward out to the 30 from the 25 for a gain of five. Brings up second down and five yards to go. Lions just want the clock to continue to run. Eight and a half left in the ball game. We'll check some scores coming up for you here after this play. Around the Heartland Conference. Don't forget Franklin coming in here next week. Second down five from their own 30. Woods in motion to the near side. Roberts, hand off to Henderson. Henderson around the right-hand side. Now cuts it up the middle. He's going to take it out to the 34-yard line. And it brings up third down, two yards to go. Around the league, Rose Holman 16, Bluffton 14 at the start of the fourth quarter. Just 14 minutes to go in the fourth. Franklin opening up a 48-21 lead over Defiance up in northwest Ohio. And Hanover 81, Earlham 17, 11.43 to go in the ballgame. That's your scores around the Heartland Conference. Third down, a yard to go. Tomasi into the ball game. He's under center. Tomasi dropped the snap. Ball loose. The Lions say they've got it. We'll wait for the official signal, and the Lions have the football. Might have been Connor McCracken that came away with the football, or Sean Sullivan, one of the two, but the snap was bobbled, and the Lions jumped right on it at the 33 of Manchester. So as well as the third quarter went for Manchester, the fourth quarter is how it was going for the Lions in the third. Devin Bradley goes out wide to the right-hand side. Glines slot right. Tomlin in the backfield with Williamson has got those 120 yards here today. Murphy and Earls are out to the left-hand side on first and 10 from the 33. Handoff Williamson to the 30. Breaks a couple of tackles inside the 25 to the 20 and spun down at the 19. 15 on the carry by Williamson. And every good running back will tell you they get better as the game goes along. And Williamson right now has put the Lions on his shoulders and he is carrying them to the goal line. He did it in the last possession, and he starts out doing it on this possession. First down at the 19-yard line of Manchester in the red zone. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Earl's single receiver out wide left trips to the right-hand side for the Lions. Ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin looked like he wanted Earl's to move in motion, but he didn't. Handoff goes to Williamson around the right tackle. He'll be stacked up at the 19, and... Maybe get to the 18-yard line. Gain of about a yard for Michael. Brings up second down, nine yards to go. Boy, hard to believe that Hanover score over Earlham. 6.25 remaining to go. Going to say no gain on the play for Michael Williamson. So it's second down, 10 from the 19-yard line. Earls and Glines out to the left-hand side. Bradley wide right. Paul Miner at a wing right. Tomlin with Williamson off to the right-hand side. 
Six minutes exactly left to go in the ball game. Tomlin hands it off to Williamson. Williamson stutter steps to the right-hand side, picks up about a yard. It'll bring up third down and about nine yards to go. But before that happens, Manchester will use up one of their three timeouts. 5.51 left to go in the game. It's Mount St. Joseph 42, Manchester 27. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Back at Schuler Field after the timeout by Manchester. Lions have a third down 10 at the Manchester 19-yard line. Earls and Murphy along with Glines out wide to the left. Devin Bradley out wide right. Michael Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Ball in the center of the field. 551 remaining to go in the ballgame. Tomlin now switches Williamson from the left to the right of him on the pistol formation. And Chayton will take the the snap, drops back, now runs it up the middle. He's going to cut it to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown! You almost never see Tomlin run up the middle, and that time he did, and he took it in 19 yards for the score. And the Lions lead it 48-27, and I'll tell you what, the coaches in the box to the left of me are about as excited as everybody else in the stands to see Tomlin do that. Chayton with a 19-yard touchdown run, and the Lions have extended the lead out to 21 again at 48-27. And Porter will try to make it 22. Snap is good. Kick is up. It's a low-line drive kick, but it still goes through the uprights. 5.42 left to go in the ballgame. Lions comfortably in front again. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 49, Manchester 27. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Well, you almost never see Chayton Tomlin run the football up the middle. He doesn't like to run it in the first place, but he'll always run it to the outside. That time he cut it up the middle for 19 yards and a score, making it 49-27 Lions. 5.42 remaining in the game. And the Lions will kick it off. Porter has been booming it today, and he does it again. Stefanik over his head and out of the back of the end zone. 
They don't keep that stat, but if they did, I'd say it's about six times today that Porter has boomed it right through the end zone, and Tyler Hopperton is out there to congratulate Porter for doing just that. So Manchester will have it again, first and ten at their own 25-yard line. And they are almost to the point where they're being forced into running a hurry-up with a passing offense, and that's what they'll do, and they bring Tomasi out to start this drive. Henderson is to the right of him, but we probably won't see a lot of Henderson except in short yardage situations. Tomasi, fake handoff to Henderson, rolls out to the right. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is complete on the play to cross the 30 out near the 35-yard line. And let's see who was that. That is, looks like Marshall who caught the football. Marshall out near the 35-yard line. And that's a first down. So it's first and 10 right at the 35. Tomasi drops straight back, looks over the middle. Really no rush at all. Now he's going to step up into the pocket and throw the football away. Had no place to go. There wasn't any rush by the Lions. They had dropped eight men back into the coverage. And rushed only three. But Tomasi couldn't find anybody, so he had to throw the football away, and it'll bring up second down ten yards to go. Lions defense over the last three weeks, even though they've given up 27 points today, you got to look at it. One was on a kickoff return, another one on an interception. But they have played outstanding over the last three weeks. Dropping back is Tomasi, and Tomasi's going to throw it over the middle, complete to Greer at the 44. He'll be a yard shy of a first down. It'll bring up third down and nine yards and one yard to go, excuse me. Third down and a yard out at the 44. Clock running under five minutes to go. Scoreboard's got it third down. The down marker crossway now they put it at third. Tomasi on third and a yard. It seems to be some confusion for Manchester on the play. They put a man in motion to the far side. Tomasi handoff to Henderson. Henderson's going to pick up the first down outside the 45 to the 47-yard line. So a first down for Manchester, and the Lions really don't care as long as the clock continues to run as it is now with four and a half remaining to go. Tomasi out of the no huddle. is going to throw it out to the left-hand side, and it's intercepted in by, is that Speakman? Yes, Speakman's got it. He's going to cut it to the left-hand side to the 45, and he's going to be dropped down at the 43-yard line. Speakman just stepped right in front of the pass and intercepted it, and now a flag is going to be thrown on Speakman for an excessive celebration. So the Lions will be flagged for an excessive celebration. And be penalized 15 yards. 4.13 left to go. So speaking with the unsportsmanlike conduct. Definitely did it, but that's if that's the worst thing he ever does on the football field, okay. So the Lions will take it over first and ten, backs it up inside their own territory, back to the 42-yard line. Bradley comes out wide to the right-hand side. Lions, and you know what Chayton's going to do here. He is going to milk this clock for all it's worth. As he already goes to the referee and asks him when the time clock is going to start, and there it goes. The play clock 
just down to 23. Tomlin's going to go ahead and take the snap. Hand off to Williamson. Williamson from the 42-yard line out to the 45 for a gain of three. As the clock hits four minutes to go in the ballgame. Lions will be back at home at Schuler Field for Franklin. Let's see everybody out here next week because it's going to be a first-place battle. Franklin winning over Defiance today, 48-21. to Second down, eight yards to go for the Lions. Play clock down inside 20, and Tomlin, he's just going to take his time. Talked to Caleb Carell about this yesterday, and Tomlin is so calm and cool back there that it, it rubs off on the rest of the team, especially when the play clock is going down. Hand off to Williamson, starts to the left, now goes to the right, now cuts it right up behind the right tackle. Outside the 45 to the 46, another gain of two for Williamson. He's already over 100 yards today. 49-27 Lions and bring up third down, six yards to go. This game moving along at a pace that I was telling Steve Radcliffe, who was up here, I'm going to be able to break down, get home, and watch the Indians' playoff game with Houston today. (laughs) 49-27 Lions lead it. Third down, six. Minor, tight end right. Receivers out wide on both sides. Play clock down to five. Tomlin letting it drain down to two. Now gets the snap, hands it off to Tomey, who's into the ball game. Now Trevor Tomey, his first appearance. And he gets it back to the line of scrimmage, which was the 46. Brings up fourth down, six yards to go, and it's punting time for Mount St. Joseph. But the clock is at 2.35, and... Manchester is taking a timeout. We will also. 2.35 left to go in the ballgame. Your score from Schuler Field, Mount St. Joseph 49, Manchester 27. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game, starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. And that's the place that a lot of people were going to after this game. Ball out at the 46-yard line. Lions are going to punt it away. 2.35 left to go in the ball game. Dropping back set to return for Manchester will be Charles Stefanik. Porter will punt it away from about his own 35, and he's going to get a high spiral kick, and it's going to hit. At about the 22-yard line and be down as it took a back bounce back in Mount St. Joseph territory, but be downed at the 25-yard line. Boy, Manchester has started, I don't know how many drives today, at their own 25-yard line. Franklin on top of Defiance, 48-21. Rose Holman and Bluffton in a dogfight, 16-14. And Hanover is destroying Earlham. I'm not even going to tell you the score. Let's just say Hanover has scored 81 points. 49-27, Lions lead it here as we head towards the end of this one. Tomasi, pump fake. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got Greer. Nice catch as he reached behind him and caught the football in Mount St. Joseph territory across the 45 to the 43 of the Lions. 
Nice catch by Greer. Boy, he kept his focus and concentration and made the catch and still gained about another eight yards. First and ten for Manchester at the 43 of the Lions. Tomasi over the middle, and it's incomplete. Tried to get it to Woods, but it fell incomplete on the play. And it brings up second down. 2.06 remaining to go. Clock stops on the incompletion. Second down, 10 yards to go. Franklin now on top of Defiance, 55-21. Here it is, 49-27. Tomasi on second and 10, drops straight back. Looks over the middle. Now tucks it under. He's going to run it up the middle. And he's going to be stopped right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Brings up third down and 10 yards to go. Lions with a lot of... Different people out defensively. David Guck got that tackle. Brings up third down 10. Tomasi out of the pistol. Looks out to the right-hand side, and we've got a whistle taken before the play was called. And I believe there's a flag thrown across the way, and it'll be a false start called against Manchester. Minute 41. Boy, they had pulled it within eight. And then the Lions refocused themselves, and they put it out to a 22-point lead. And we'll go into Franklin next week, or go home here with Franklin next week, with a record of 4-0 and in the conference. Franklin will be 3-0. and Tomasi dropping back on third and 15. He's going to throw the ball deep up the right-hand side, and it'll be incomplete. Was intercepted by the Lions, Deion Pumphrey, but Pumphrey was way out of bounds when he caught the football. And it'll bring up fourth down 15 from the Lions, 43, and of course Manchester will have to go for it. Coming into the ball game, Alex Merkel. Merkel, a senior out of Southridge High School in Huntington, Indiana. Lions just going to rush four men, and they've dropped seven men back in pass coverage dropping back Tomasi on 4th and 15 he's going to throw the ball over the middle and it is incomplete tried to get the ball out to Darren Lathrop the freshman but he could not come up with it Manchester turns it over on downs and the Lions will just take a knee as Manchester's only got one timeout left nope they've got no timeouts left excuse me so the Lions will just be able to run out the clock here And that is exactly what they're going to do. But Derek Williamson is going to be the quarterback to do it. Tomlin has left the ball game. Williamson will go up under center. And he will take a knee and end this one for the Lions with a minute 20 to go in the football game. Williamson takes the snap. A couple of steps backwards and takes a left knee. And the clock continues to run. Boy, this one, the Lions started out great. Looked like world beaters. We wondered if Franklin was even watching the football game and how scared they would be. And then, at the end of the first quarter, it was 28-7. to At halftime, it was 35-14. to Then came the third quarter, and the Lions could do nothing right. 49 seconds left to go. Play clock down to 10. And Williamson now under center takes the snap, takes a knee, 
And I think that'll be the final snap of the afternoon. 35 seconds left on the game clock, and that'll do it. Play clock doesn't even have to start. Lions are going to win it here this afternoon by 22. Your final score on homecoming from Schuler Field. Mount St. Joseph 49, Manchester 27. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Football on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family, order a combo for yourself, eat garden style, or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together, and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Real chicken, real fast, real good. It's Save Timber at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Malibu and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. So the Lions win it here today by a final score of 49-27. to They up their season mark to 4-0 and in the Heartland Conference. They are also now 5-1 and one overall, while Manchester falls to 2-2 two and two in the Heartland Conference, and they are 2-4 and four overall on the season. Now, a couple of checks at the scoreboard around the Heartland Conference give you an update here. Hanover is just absolutely destroying Earlham today. 2.20 left to go in the ballgame. It's 83-17 Hanover over Earlham. Franklin? is going to win over Defiance. There's eight minutes to go in that ballgame, 55-21. So Franklin will come into next week's ballgame against the Lions with a record of 3-0. and Hanover will also be tied for second at 3-0, and while the Lions will be 4-0. and And Bluffton is losing to Rose Holman at the end of the ballgame. We think it's the end of the ballgame. There might be about 30 seconds to go in that one, but Rose Holman winning by two, 16 to 14 in that one. So really it's turning out to be a three-horse race for the Heartland Conference and the automatic berth to the postseason play. Mount St. Joseph now 4-0 and in the conference. Franklin and Hanover are 3-0 and heading into next week's ballgame. So the schedule next week in the Heartland Conference goes like this. Franklin will come to Mount St. Joseph and play here at Schuler Field, that game will kick off at 1.30. You can hear it here on Ultimate Sports Talk at 12.30. Elsewhere around the league, Manchester will be at Bluffton. Defiance goes to Hanover, and Anderson will be at Earlham next week. That is the games around the Heartland Conference. We'll be back to take a look at the stat story of this afternoon's ball game and wrap things up from Schuler Field on homecoming. After this timeout, your final score once again, Mount St. Joseph 49, Manchester 27. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. It's not about where you were born. It's not about your gender. 
or the color of your skin. Or whether you're rich, poor, or in the middle. No matter what you play, if you have the skill and drive to succeed in school and in sports, we'll provide the opportunity. Well, this was one of those games that the Lions could have really just given up on, and they did not. They win the football game by a final score of 49 to 27 here this afternoon. Lions now are 4-0 and in conference play, but let's take a look at the stats for this afternoon's ball game. Lions, we told you, went up 28 to 7 in the ball game. It was 35-14 at halftime. Then Manchester came back and made a game of it in the third quarter, making it 35 to 27, but then the Lions broke it open in the fourth quarter to win it 49-27. Chayton Tomlin in the ball game. As far as statistics were concerned, Chayton 15 of 26, passing for 218 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions today. But Michael Williamson, again, the story for the Lions. 26 carries, 136 yards, an average of 5.2 yards a carry. He had two touchdowns. Chayton Tomlin, eight carries for 64 yards today, and he had a touchdown burst of 19 yards. Derek Williamson played. Also, Chase Pankey, he got to run the ball once today. The Lions... Well, the receiving core, outstanding again today. A.J. Glines and Michael Williamson, each with four catches. Chase Pankey had three. Paul Miner, two. Cooper Earls, Jaron Tunstall, and Nick Murphy each had one in the ballgame. And when it was all said and done, Lions had the win, 49-27. So our thanks go out to all of the staff here at Mount St. Joseph, Dr. Williams, for allowing us to broadcast this afternoon. Blake Watson, the Sports Information Director. Steve Radcliffe, the athletic director. Andy Wallendorf, one of the inductees into the Hall of Fame earlier this week. Our thanks to him for joining us during the broadcast. Our thanks to all of our sponsors, of course, to Greg Mitchell for producing this afternoon's program, Caleb Carrill and all the coaches, Tyler Hopperton here at Mount St. Joseph. But most of all, our thanks go out to you for listening. Don't forget, next Saturday, Lions football back here on Ultimate Sports Talk, 1230 with Lions Rewind, 130 with the kickoff against Franklin. It's going to be the game of the season for both of these two ball clubs. So we'll join you again next week here from Schuler Field when Franklin comes to town. Until that time, I'm Dave Mitchell. Thanks for joining us today, reminding you once again your final score. Mount St. Joseph, 49, Manchester, 27. Until next Saturday, have a good week, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph University football. This game has been brought to you by Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. FN Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Jake Sweeney Auto at jakesweeney.com. And the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio Presentation.